This was, a, this was an awesome XFL season. I mean, I thought it went possibly good as it possibly could have went. I mean, it was fantastic. It was every second of it was glorious. From the week one, throwing lemons and beers and beer snakes, to the final beautiful second of it, it was just the ultimate Chad football league. And it was so much fun watching the improvement of the football throughout the entire oh, yeah. season too. When you first watched a couple games in this league. It was like the O-linemen have never yeah. blocked anybody like, in their entire like, life. Look like Helen Keller out there. And then the last couple of games, they were like, that dude did all right. Yeah, yeah, they like the, I've said it all year that the Renegades offensive line is terrible. But they were, they were moving people. They were beautiful pocket, nice U-shaped pocket, the way it's supposed to, the way they draw it up. They were running the ball inside, outside. It looked great. Yeah. I even, mean, even Luis Perez was getting some runs. He's like a giraffe that has like quarter zone shots in its ankles. But, yeah. It was like all of a sudden just these guys, like something clicked in them, and they were like, we know how to play football now. And that championship game was so much fun to watch because it was like when I was going into the game, I was expecting it just the defenders just to blow out the Renegades because I was like, they haven't been able to play offense at all this year. Like It's yeah. just been carried by their defense. And granted, their defense was like, that was insane. What what the def- D.C. defenders' offense is is what the Arlington Renegades' defense was, and it was fantastic yeah. all season. It was strong, strength against strength. Exactly. So I was like, oh, they're just going to get killed because I feel like the offense is going to outplay the defense. And they just turned it around on It was fantastic. The Luis playoff Perez, game before, too. They, uh-huh. That's when they first started. I mean, Luis Perez last two games, six touchdown passes, no picks. Efficient. Um, if you were an NFL team, any NFL team, which one would sign Luis Perez? Oh, the Packers. I think the Packers, like Sagley said, he, he said it as a joke, but I would trust him way more than Jordan Love. Luis Perez's experience is, is immaculate. You know, NFL, XFL, USFL. AF. Like Spring League. Yeah, like he's been around it all, you know, and he's had multiple coaches, and I'm sure he would tell us right now that he pulls knowledge from all the coaches he's been around and whatever, and I feel like that would benefit the Packers a, a ton, you know? Yeah, I'd say the Jets. Because after Aaron Rodgers, you, oh, you have Zach Wilson, and you know how that's gone. You don't really have a veteran in there. I think bringing him in, in there would help him out. I see maybe maybe a team like the Giants. I feel they could probably use him. I mean, similar skill set uh, for that offense. Maybe a little less mobile, but I think that would work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean – also, a team like the Buccaneers, who have a guy like yeah. Baker Mayfield just Kyle Trask taking up a roster no, spot right got, now. Basically, um, they got that one guy from the Rams, a short blonde dude. Oh, John Wolford. Yeah, they got <laughs> the him doctor again. Or whatever he was. The ultimate QB room of mid. Yeah, he's going to be teammates with Baker again in Tampa. I mean, if Baker can play like how he did in a couple of those games with the Rams, they might be all right. But why not give Luis Perez a shot out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Looking on, like, the XFL Twitter and on their uh, Instagram, a bunch of other players have started getting signed, like Charleston Rambo uh, just got Gary signed. Jennings. Jordan Palmer. Um, are there any players still left out there that you would like uh, to see get signed in the NFL? I think Akeem Butler would kind of be, like, a, the next Darren Waller. Uh, guy that was a big receiver, got a late drafted, kind of fell off, cut by a bunch of teams, but then converted him to tight end. He'd be a monster. So looking at him, he should be a tight end. He's huge. He's, like, 240 pounds. I'd say him... I'd say my coastal Carolina, Sean to clear C.J. Brewer. Hakeem Butler did get signed one hour ago to I the did? Steelers. Yeah. Oh, Trubisky <laughs> stone dimes him, baby. I was, like, scrolling through the Twitter account. I was like, oh, that's the guy he's talking about right now. I'd like to see Luis Perez get signed. 
Jordan Tamu, I feel, had a great year. Yeah. Abram Smith was the best running back in the league by far. I mean, I'd give A.J. McCarron another shot in oh. the league, too. Well, A.J. McCarron, he chose not to be in the NFL. Yeah. He wanted to play for his kids, but which I get is honorable, but I'd much rather have $4 million than 60000 but good for him. And, I mean, if you guys have played football before. Once you get that taste of football back, I yeah. feel like he's going to want to. Want that NFL life back, too. Yeah. So it's just a matter of time. Uh, Jordan Tayamu, like you said, that was he had a phenomenal season. I think he really showed people what he is capable of. He was good as a young college. quarterback, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's a huge you know, shot for him. You know, you're just looking around the rest of the league. I think all these guys, even if they don't get a shot in the NFL, they played their hearts out for the XFL. And I, I commend them all. Um, I think all of them deserve at least a tryout. Yeah. You know, give them at least a tryout. What, what hurt can that be worse than Sam Mustafer? <laughs> That's true, which somehow he just Ravens. got a job. R.I.P. Ravens. R.I.P. Lamar Jackson's ACL. He wanted to go join his buddy Roquan out there. Yeah. Uh, what are you guys excited for going into a second season of the XFL? I see just the improved talent. Like, you saw at the end of the year they got guys like Philip Lindsay. And the guys, we've had, we had Josh Gordon the whole year. But, like, just the improved talent that we'll see. I'm just like, now that... They've had a whole year. They can get rid of any kinks or something that rose up that they didn't know was going to happen. It'll just be a smoother process, smoother just start. I mean, they have a lot more experience. And then, you know, changing of some coaches and, you know, Orlando. It'd be good. <laughs> that guy's terrible. Changing of franchises in Orlando just already relegate them. Like, that was awesome. Like, his team just got thoroughly, like, outplayed, outcoached, everything. And he, he just, like bash him during the sun he's like wait we're just bad <laughs> these players they're just not listening to us <laughs> sounds like like a freshman b like high school football coach in like alabama who literally can't do anything about yeah, it yeah <laughs> basically um kind of like looking forward how successful do you see this league becoming uh i know i asked you this at the beginning of the season uh but i want to hear what you think now at the end of the season are your thoughts strengthened i know you were saying you thought it could be a huge thing is this something that Solidified now. Yeah, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a real thing now. It's it's not not a gimmick. This is probably the first time ever that we're gonna have another football league year in and year out. That's true. I know we have this USFL. I think it's just a money laundering scheme. <laughs> Every game I've seen on TV, there's literally no one in the stands and nobody's watching. <laughs> I don't know who owns the USFL. I believe it's like Fox, but then their games aren't on Fox. It was on like Comcast Sportsnet Chicago, so I guess it's already been relegated from. Fox from last year. Now it's on Comcast Sports and that. So I think this will be the last year of the USFL. I could be wrong, but the XFL is here to stay. I think the NFL is going to eventually warm up to the idea of it being like it's like official, like kind of like G League type thing. I think eventually that will happen, but it's here to stay. It's it's beautiful and we love it. Um, if it does become like that G League type thing, do you think it ends up still getting more attention than what the NBA G League gets? Yeah. It's football. Oh, do it during the spring? Yeah. That would be really cool. I think a lot of these college players, nowadays we, we miss out on a lot of talent because they just decide their careers are over once they don't get drafted into the yeah. NFL. And this league will give an opportunity for a whole nother, like four, group of another class of players another, to come and what, play. 400 guys? Yeah. Plus, the, if the USFL stays around, that's another four, 800 guys. You'll see 2025 will be Bryce Gable leading leading tackles in the XFL. That would be awesome. That would be It'd be guys like so him. Cool. Yeah. Um, Our team, wonderful teammate, Bryce, who should be an All-American. We just suck at football. <laughs> right, he's getting it this year. They'll be better this year. Yeah, they will. 
RJ Anderson getting 15 touchdowns. Nick on. Anderson, all American. <laughs> Nick Anderson, all American. Nick, love you, buddy, if you're listening. Yes. <laughs> uh, that was about 15 minutes with that. I want to move straight into the NBA. Um, this has kind of been crazy playoffs so far. Uh, let's start with talking about some of the teams that have gotten eliminated since the last time we've been on air. Exactly. Let's start with the Phoenix Suns. I know you're already pulling up what you were looking for. <laughs> Suns are heading to China. <laughs> I don't care. KD's a fraud. He's an all-time fraud. This just solidifies it. Jimmy Butler is better than KD, as I've said. I feel the heat. I'll leave that to But the Suns, they're they're done. CP3 is 45. He, I, he's not even really a marquee guy anymore. You traded away Michael Bridges, your future young star. That's now a superstar in Brooklyn. At least he's playing like it. DeAndre Aiden, you fired Monty Williams. DeAndre Aiden doesn't want to be there. I guess there was big friction between Monty Williams because after the Milwaukee series, he no longer liked DeAndre Aiden. So you now your third best player is may not even be here anymore. Uh, KD is, I think he's going to leave. He's just a fraud like that. And then Devin Booker's Devin. He's a great player, but that's just what it is right now. I mean, they have no bench. They do have Jock Landale. That's great. And, yeah, that's it. Um, Josh, what are your thoughts on this team? What, what happened here? You know, first of all, <clears throat> it was bad once you saw DeAndre Aiden trying to pass to, like, three foot four Chris Paul <laughs> right over his head and then yell at him and say jump, right? And then it's bad when you have KD. gives no effort. And, well, that. And Katie and Booker. So, like simultaneously coming off the court with like rest days and whatever, but then when they play together, and one of them doesn't do good, they both don't do good. You know, like there's no chemistry there where they feed off of each other, like where Durant had Westbrook. You know, so they that's the first thing. Like they never worked on team stuff. They were just like, we're too good. We'll just go out there and we'll play basketball and win games. And then firing the head coach was a travesty because that coach is... He's a great coach. He's goaded. Like, he's that coach, coach is... He's amazing. And then whoever gets him is going to have a real nice time. Um, Bulls. <laughs> hey. Nah. Well, we have Billy Donovan on another 18-year contract. So. Yeah, it just came out today, guys. <laughs> um, but, I mean, also, it, I feel like a lot of this series is false. Or... The ones that stood out to me specifically, you know, in my opinion, whatever, um, DeAndre Ayton not playing defense. That guy, like, had probably the worst defensive performance out of the whole playoffs. Yeah. And it was sad to see. With the talent that guy has. He just doesn't it, have that dog. He doesn't want it. Yeah. Like, like, Jared Jackson wants it. That's why he won Defensive Player of the Year. Like, Jared Jackson goes out there and puts his body on the line and does whatever he has to do, ruin his kneecaps by by jumping, uh, you know, three feet high in, into the air, you know. So, like, I don't know why this guy can't do it. Aiden's bigger than him, too. I mean, Aiden is very physical. Like, there's no reason, like, we're, we're, we we think he's cool and that he's nice that he gets, like, you know, 17, 16, and 10. But there's no reason, like, with how talented he is, how skilled he is, there's no reason why this guy can't be a 25 and 10 Joel Embiid type player. But he just refuses to do it. He doesn't even have to be that. He could be... 18, 10, and get a couple more assists or something and be DeMontis Sabonis. The dude doesn't right. have to shoot. He has KD and 
Chris Paul and Devin Booker. He doesn't need to put up points. He needs to put up boards and assists. Shoot, Landry Shamil that last couple of games. He had even him. Like, I don't – it's not even just DeAndre Ayton. This entire team just didn't play defense. Yeah. Like, not a single person. If you look through Bridges, this roster, Bridges carried that defense. Literally. By himself, he carried that defense. Cam Johnson helped on defense, oh, too. Oh, him, too, yeah. And they got rid of both of them. I would have kept, like – yeah, Kevin Durant's awesome. It's great to have Kevin Durant, but those two are really good. They were a huge part of why you made it to the finals. Like a couple Michael years ago. Bridges, now that he is like he's like a number one scorer, like he looked like a superstar. He was averaging twenty seven points a game. If, if the new CBA rules were in place this year, where it was saying that if you missed like I think you had to play at least sixty five percent of games, uh, there was like Steph Curry wouldn't have made it. James Harden or uh, Giannis wouldn't have made it. Anthony he would have made it. He would have made it. He played eighty. That's how games. good he was. And they just gave him away for a guy who probably is going to ask for a trade in two months yeah. because he's a big baby and doesn't care about anybody in the organization, only cares about himself. It's awful. I mean, he did it to OKC. He goes to Brooklyn. I knew that it wasn't going to work out in Brooklyn when he refused to play in the bubble. They could have won it that year. Oh, yeah. In the bubble. Easily. He Easily. was. They couldn't give him the injury excuse. He was 14 months off the Achilles. There's no reason why he could have gone in there and they would have made some damage. Him and Kyrie both helped, but they both decided not to play. Mm-hmm. He did that, and then he get, they get swept last year. I know a lot of that wasn't on him, but still, like, at this point, it's like is there, people say LeBron destroys franchises when he leaves, but it's more so Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like, he just. He has no, like, perseverance, like, okay, I'm going to stick with it and let's go. If his team isn't projected to be the number one, because all those years, everyone kept on saying how Brooklyn was going to be the best team in the East. That never happened. Mm-hmm. If he, if the Suns aren't projected to be one of the better teams in the West, he's, he's leaving. I think that narrative that LeBron destroys teams when he leaves is hilarious. Yeah. Because you look at the Cavs and you look at the Heat right now, and they yeah. are – First of all, the Heat have been competitive since LeBron has left. They've been in the playoffs yeah, for like the past year. ten years. Yeah, and that, then, that narrative's kind of yeah broken. If, if anything, the Cavs eventually got it right. If it he's took him a while. Le GM, then he's out there helping these teams set up for success after he leaves. Then too, yeah. if that's so, you got to give him credit for all of that. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Durant's just awful. It's he's an awful person. Like I would hate to have him in my locker room. He's selfish. He like complains that he never gets any help, but that half his team is. Devin Booker who was fifth in MVP voting last year and was like seventh this year, like top ten MVP type player on his team with Chris plus a game. Chris Paul, who people a lot of people consider like a top five point guard of all time. DeAndre Ayton was a top seven center in the league right now. Yeah, and a pretty good solid you know bench around you. Campaigns a pretty solid backup point guard. Jock Lundell played pretty well this year. Okogi. Joshua Kogi plays defense. Landry Shaman, like I was saying, came out in the playoffs and balled out. He's a good player. He's just been on a different team every single year. Yeah. Um, like, there's no excuse for why this shouldn't have been a better team. Why this team shouldn't have win, went to the finals, honestly. There's no, yeah, they're more talented than the Nuggets. Nuggets just won. And Jokic, I mean, Aiden, I mean, I know it's Jokic. I know he's basically, you know, the two-time, almost three-time reigning MVP. He was unstoppable. He looked like Will Chamberlain out there. All you had with Jokic is you have to let him get rebounds and let him get assists. As long as you don't let him score, it doesn't matter. You let him get 30 he just assists. He looks so easy out Yes. There. Everything he does. Jokic is just insane. Jokic is. I'm a Jokic and Nuggets believer now after watching that series. I mean, they smacked him. 
I've always thought Jokic is very good. I thought he was worthy of at least one or two of those MVPs. Maybe not this year. But he's the real deal. Yeah, after after watching Joel Embiid. Well, we'll talk about that yeah. a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, Jokic is he's the best offensive center we've seen since Shaq. I mean, he's the best center since Shaq, period. Since prime Shaq. I think by the end of his career, he's going to be better than Shaq. At way, this rate. The way yeah. he's looking, if he gets a couple rings, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, kind of sticking with the Suns and Nuggets here, a lot of word came out after the Suns season that Chris Paul is gone. Like, he's going to be on a different team next year. If you were any M- uh, NBA GM, who's taking Chris Paul right now? I don't want him because he's 40 and he has $40 million. The retirement home. <laughs> the banana boat. <laughs> Dwight Howard in China. He's recruiting every player that gets eliminated. Taiwan, let's go, yeah, baby. The State Farmhouse, bro. That guy, I don't. If he ends up on another team, he's not a starter. I'm sorry. He's too old. This, think, this league's young. Do you think there's any chance LeBron finds a way to get him on the Lakers for one more year? That would be I mean, what, are they, they what does he the money. offer? What does he offer to, to that team? Guys, yeah. At this point, at this point, at this point I'd <laughs> oh, take... okay. No, nice. At this point, I'd take Russell over him. Yeah. Because Russell's played well this year. Mm-hmm. Especially with the Lakers. Yeah, I mean... I don't know what this Suns team is going to do. Are they going to go back to being the old Suns and just get 16 wins every year? Are they going to continue to contend? I mean, they have no, like, other than Booker now, they don't have any guaranteed guys that are going to be on the team that are going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, what What do you think is the next step for the Suns team this offseason? What, what are we doing here? Convince KD to stay. Well, and the, I, w- I was, I was going to say, the way you convince him is uh, find a coach that he wants. Every team on earth has tried every coach on earth to appease him, and he hates yeah, every coach he, that comes to He him. didn't like Kenny Atkinson, so they said, he's like, we don't need a guy that's going to coach his coaches. Then we want a you know, player that just knows how it is. They got Steve Nash. He didn't like Steve Nash. <laughs> Even though he specifically asked for Steve Nash. He didn't, yeah. he didn't like Jack Vaughn. He didn't like Billy Donovan his last year in OKC. He had issues with Steve Kerr and... All the guys in Golden State after winning championships after championships together, they were still fighting with each other. So I don't know. If if they have to lose Kevin Durant and they're pretty much forced to move on from Chris Paul, what what do you do now? Is Devin Booker still a part of this team? Yeah. Is he yeah. trade bait at all? You keep Devin Booker, you trade KD, you get the most you can for him. Trade Chris Paul, and then you at least have Booker and you have Aiden. I mean, Aiden's still a good player. He's still worth keeping around. Maybe if you get the right coach that can motivate him, then you, he's even better. Maybe if he matures and opens his eyes a little bit, that would help. So at least you have two good young players there, and you got a couple decent bench players. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I'd be looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, what what could be a possible landing spot for Kevin Durant to you guys? <laughs> I've heard I've heard OKC. <laughs> I've heard he might go back to OKC, and they have the resources to get him. I think, I think OKC would run him out of town. <laughs> like, the yeah. fans would run him out of town. I don't think. I don't even know, really. Because it's like, at this point, it's like, okay, you get KD. You, you know you're not winning a chip at this point. Yeah. Unless you have already the greatest team of all time and just throw Kevin Durant onto it like the Warriors did. I don't know. I mean... Maybe. What about a team like like Portland? Do you think Kevin Durant would ever go to Portland? No. <laughs> no. no. Even if he got to play with Damian Lillard? Uh, no. That's what I was about to say. I mean, if 
He got to play with Dame. Dame's, he, he wouldn't Dame's like good. the city of Portland. Well, that, but, I mean, Dame, Dame's a great player. And I feel like if he got to play with that great player, I think he'd well, he'd take a shot. Just from losing the semifinals? <laughs> yeah. Four games? I mean, I don't really even know. The Clippers would probably try to get him because the Clippers. Yeah. But that wouldn't work. Watch Kawhi. They give up Kawhi and I mean, PG, yeah. and then they the go shoot, to... only shoot both of them are washed. The only, they go to course. the Suns and start having an outbreak season. The only dark horse thing I could see is maybe he just knows at this point. He's just like, screw it. I want to go home and go to the Wizards. But they would not be good. <laughs> the Wizards, the Wizards. even if they were like the best team in the league, they are not competent enough of a franchise to get Kevin Durant. Yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do you have? I mean, Daniel Gafford. <laughs> Six. Not the Sixers. I don't know who they... I don't know. Maybe he'll go play in Taiwan. Well, they're saying, they're <laughs> saying Harden... Is supposedly on the Suns already because yeah. someone's found gear with his name on it and a number, like yeah, in, in their team thing, shop. Man. Like they, he's not going to Phoenix, dude. Imagine, he's opting out of his contract. Imagine they do a KD Harden swap. Yeah, it wouldn't be that exciting. Like just like your reaction, but yeah. I mean, I can see them doing something stupid like that. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I think I want to see KD just go somewhere just fun. That's why I'm just gonna keep saying Portland. I feel like Portland would be fun for Kevin Durant. Utah. They they passed up on him on the draft, and they're like, oh, guess we're going to have to go with. Uh, Supersonics, man. <laughs> um, Don't get me wrong. I'd, I'd love to see Dame actually get some real help, yeah. so I would I would like that. Because unlike Kevin Durant, I love Damian Lillard. I do. So. <laughs> I've always liked Damian Lillard. I, always liked, I remember they were on that show Portlandia that I liked in seventh grade. And I've always liked the Blazers. I like their colors. You know, Growing up, my high school, our mascot was the Blazers. We were the Addison Trail Blazers, but it was Addison Trail, then Blazers, not Trail Blazers. It confuses everyone. <laughs> but, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Um, we were talking a little bit about James Harden before. Let's move on over to the Philadelphia 76ers against the Boston Celtics. Um, let's the start process by, did not work. Yeah, let's start by talking about Joel Embiid, first of all. What what happened to him this year? He just did not show up. That last game, what, he was 5 for 18. He didn't do anything. And after the game, he's laughing and hugging Tatum. Like, he just won by 30. That, there, that's no heart. I mean, Harden didn't want to be there the whole year, so that's why he was so inconsistent. He didn't want to be there. He doesn't like Philly. He didn't show up either. Yeah, didn't he go to Vegas? He's right. probably in the strip club right now. Well, I saw this one stat in the last four games of the series, or three games of the series, uh, in the fourth quarter, James Harden had zero points in every single fourth quarter, which was less than Ben Simmons in his last playoff run with the 76ers, who at least had one point in every quarter. God, <laughs> That's how bad James Harden was in the clutch. In they the fired season. Doc Rivers. So we don't even know who's going to be their coach. Uh, first of all, Doc Rivers should retire. I think Doc Rivers is not a good coach. Honestly, I think he just keeps getting good teams. He was yeah, at yeah. one point. He gets great coach, uh, great players everywhere he's been. Like, I don't even think in Boston he was. Like, you couldn't coach. even make the conference finals when you had prime Blake Griffin. Hot take. Uh-huh. Prime Chris Paul. DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan, he was a good prime, player. Prime DeAndre Jordan. He was People forget he was an all-star, all-pro type guy for all a couple All-NBA guy yeah. for a couple seasons. You had J.J. Redick. You had a guy like Matt Barnes. Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford, arguably the greatest six-man of all time. Yeah. And you couldn't even make it to the conference finals. It's, it's atrocious. And like, uh, then he lost with uh, Kawhi and PG. Uh-huh. And, like, I, I know a team's going to give him, 
the Raptors are going to sign him. That's the first thing I know is the Raptors are going to give him a fat contract. Um, I really hope the Bucks don't. As a semi Bucks fan, I would hate to have Doc Rivers. They shouldn't have fired Bud. No, I, but his at the brother same t- died during the series. He's but, yeah, he's not going to be coaching at his best. At the he's same a great time, coach. Though, he took him from the J- Jason Kidd era to the title. I will say though, watching the Bucks over the past few years, even during that championship run, there were times where Coach Bud's decision making yes. was so awful. It was like Matt Nagy. Yes. It was. It was like me. I'm not even. I don't know much about NBA plays. I know about much about like players and like situations and what you're supposed to do. I don't know exact plays, but I know whatever he was calling out there was some of the dumbest stuff I've ever seen happen on an NBA court. Yeah. And part, like that, I know this year the playoff runs, I would blame it mostly on injury for the Milwaukee Bucks. I think not a single guy was healthy, especially Giannis, their best player was out for two of the games of the series and was playing injured in the other ones still put up 30 points. Uh, but like there's times in that series where you're like, the Bucks could have won these games. Like, why didn't you call a timeout? Why did you not call a timeout? Jimmy Butler looks like Michael Jordan Slow against, him the, for against the Celtics. It's it's awful. And I think that's part of the reason they let go of Coach Bud. And then you watch Doc Rivers on the other side of things, and every team he's on, it's literally like he tells the, the guys thing. to go out there and just play basketball because they're good. He's like, you guys are really good. Joel Embiid, just put your back to the basket all day and just make something happen. James Harden, just dribble around for a little bit and make something happen. Pass it to Tyrese Maxey a little bit. Maybe he'll make something happen. Tobias Harris, you can take as many shots as you want because we paid you $18 billion. They chose, Jimmy, uh, they chose Tobias Harris over Jimmy <laughs> Butler. I, they will never <laughs> remember that after outlive. the game. Tobias Harris over me? <laughs> Man. <laughs> That's crazy. God, I love Jimmy Butler. Me too. I hope he wins the finals this year. Yes. He might, dude. They give him like a 2% chance. It's like the Celtics are like hey, 97. When are people going to understand this is the son of Michael Jordan? When are people going to understand that? Everyone keeps saying no, bro. It doesn't matter. Like, you could shoot Jimmy Butler in the chest. He's still going to get the job done. He's like that cowboy in the old Western films where it takes, like, nine bullets to get him down. That's what he is. Like, he's so tough. Everything that he's been through in his life, from his childhood to being, having to go to Juco, having to in Tomball, Texas, having to... Go to Marquette and then be the 30th overall pick and then not even playing as rookie. Dibs doesn't play rookies, but I remember that. Then going from role player that couldn't shoot to the best player on the team. And then the Minnesota epiphany. <laughs> Sixers for half a season. And then bang. And then everyone was like, why did they do that? I guess he just wants to be the man. That Miami Heat team's not going to win anything. And he takes them to the finals. Been in Eastern Conference finals at least for the past four years. Yes. Except for the one year. Yeah, that's because they lost to the champion. Uh huh. Because um, he was stupidly locked in. <laughs> uh, let's go back to seventy sixers. What what was their downfall this game? Was it Doc Rivers? Was it Joel Embiid? Was it Joel James Embiid Harden? and James Harden did not show up? Simple as that. Your two best players shot twenty five percent from the field. Their defense wasn't good either. They didn't get enough production out of Harris and Maxey. They didn't. They didn't shoot the ball well at all from the three-point line. That's what it was. They just got thoroughly outplayed in every asset of the game. That J- Jason Tatum played great. I know I've been a critic of him. I said, you know, Ron's better. But yesterday he was a better player. Or Sunday, sorry. He played great. He played like the all-NBA top five player that he, he is. Mm-hmm. And then Al Horford is just the Joel Embiid stopper. Like, that was part of it. When you're watching, Al Horford was just in his head all game, all Al Horford series. just turns into Dennis Rodman. It's insane. This time of year. Like, 
He's one of the most underrated players in the NBA. Mm. He's the ultimate, he's more than the stat sheet type of guy. And he was, like, bench player on, like, really bad teams for a good, like, two years in his career. When he was just on randomly. Philly, just Philly, absolute debacle. He was on OKC. Do you remember that for a whole season? I don't remember that. He was on all. Oklahoma City Thunder for a whole season because they didn't oh, yeah, play him. He was. They've left, like, left him in the reserves. They just, just told sat. him to go home, go to Cancun. We'll trade you in August. <laughs> basically, what ba- basically what the like Grizzlies did with Andre Iguodala a couple of years ago. Yes. It was just insane. It's like the fact that he was on the Celtics for a little bit, did well, was out of the league essentially for like two, three years, and then just came back to Boston and was just balling out. It's insane. That yeah. dude just. He knows his role. He plays his role well, whatever team he's on. One of the best centers of this decade. Really? I mean, it's... When in the, the Hawks days, those he was Hawks good. Days were so, those teams were so much fun. Fun. His original stint with Boston was very good as well. Mm-hmm. He's he's just a great player. Yeah. Um, what What is the next step for the 76ers team this offseason? I've seen some... We're blow, blowing it up. Yeah. Blow if it Harden up. leaves, you blow it up. Because what do you have? You have Joel Embiid and a bunch of role players. Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris making $80 billion and you can pay everybody else in peanuts. If they need to blow it up, it's just never going to work. This was their last chance. Their year was supposed to be the Kawhi Leonard year. And then their net, what should have been their other year was when they lost to the Hawks in seven games, which they were thoroughly the better team than the Hawks. Hawks have been terrible ever since. Hawks were terrible for the first half of that season. They just went on that weird COVID era run. Those are their two best opportunities because they, be- they were just straight up better than the Hawks. They, I believe, were the one seed that year, the 76ers. Yeah. Because the Hawks were the five seed. They played in the yeah. second round. They should have. They would have went to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they would have had to duke it out with the Bucks. I believe the Bucks probably would have won that, but who knows? At least you can say you went, made it to the Conference Finals. Yeah, better, better than what you've done already. Um, what What is – Joel Embiid's market, then, if they blow it up. I mean, he's the MVP. You can get whatever you want for him. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think teams are willing to pay for him, then? Same as all the basketball superstars. Young guys and picks. That's what I think they'd get for him. So then what team is willing to do that, then? I think the, the Magic. Magic would do it. Yeah. Wendell Carter's nice, but... I'm taking Joel Embiid and pairing him up with Paolo and Franz and Fultz and whoever they picked. And they have the two, the 5 and 11 pick to do it. Yeah. The sem- uh, we'll we'll sem- talk about the draft lottery in a the little The Thunder, they have the resources to do it. Pokachevsky is nice, but you pair him up with Chet Holgram, that's going to be fun. I mean, if Houston doesn't get James Harden, they're going to have Alperin Sengun. They're going to have the fourth pick. Yeah, Jalen Brown probably. Uh-huh. That'd be fun. I mean, I think I think any team would any give team up would give up them. anything. If if the Seventy Sixers called the Milwaukee Bucks and said, "Give us Drew Holiday, Chris Milton, and a bunch of picks for Joel Embiid," they'd be like, "Yeah, okay, yeah. see you later, Drew. Okay. Go back home. <laughs> like, bye. <laughs> <a> safe trip." <laughs> or if like the Mavs were like Kyrie Irving, we'll give you everything we have because we have Kyrie Irving and Luca and nothing else. Yeah, they'll be like, "Yep, <laughs> Luca and Joel Embiid will do everything on the court." Oh. Um, what, what do you think a team like the Washington Wizards, do you think they would be able to give up something for? They don't have anything. You, you wouldn't take, let's say the Wizards gave you. I'm not taking Cal Kuzma their pick. and Johnny Davis. 
Well, what about like Corey Kispert and Christos Porzingis? No. Corey Kispert? But what about Christos Porzingis, too? And picks? Yeah, but you got to pay Christaps. Christaps is making 30 mil a year. Yeah, but only and he's going to get hurt. He's going to play 58 games every year. How many years are left on Christoph's contract? Because if it's just for, like, one year, you got to pay him for the one year, that's easy for a salary dump team. I think it's, like, one more year, but still. I mean, oh, I, I mean, would, you could. I want to see him in Washington. That's hilarious. I want to see Washington be good. I hate that they're bad all the time. They're t- they've literally been in the same – like, just rebuild already. Yeah. They've been in the same spot for seven years. Bradley Beal, like, doesn't even want to be there, but then he just keeps signing contracts with them. Like, you know, I'd be ashamed if I ended my career not having a chance to win. Then he just signs a max deal with the Wizards. <laughs> exactly. like, okay, Brad. Hold on, since everybody's like, Barry, Bradley Beal's gone. Like, we have, they're getting rid of him. He's traded somewhere. He's going to Portland to play with Dame. It's like Melo with the Knicks back in the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wouldn't, wouldn't waive that no-trade clause. <laughs> 15 and 67? I think we're turning around next year. <laughs> Courtney Lee? Joe keep Noah, Derrick Rose, let's go. Baby. Well, the, re- the reason Melo did that is because right after he left New York, he was like out of the league in two seasons. And I think he knew that was coming. So yeah. I think he's like, I, I got to stick it out in New York as long as possible because they have to pay me. Yeah. Um, if if the 76ers blow it up this offseason, how long does it take for them to rebuild again? Because the process has taken five years now, six years now. Oh, Longer than that, taken, ten years. It's taken, they started it in in 2013 so 10 years yeah 2013 so so what is it is it worth it to blow it up now yeah to be honest they should have never fired sam hinkey yeah sam hinkey's out drafted every gm they've had ever since he picked he picked joel Embiid. okay yeah he did he did pick okafor but (laughs) we all thought okafor was gonna be a dog and he was a dog his rookie year yeah he was a dog for one and he was a dog when new orleans signed him too yeah, that like whenever he plays, he's a dog. Yeah, it's just he just he plays it's, like it's, Bill Russell. It's <laughs> very odd with him, but he did. You know, he drafted a four-con Corkmaz with like a second-round pick. I mean, he did some good things. He he found Robert Covington, which was a great player for a while, and yeah. Um, let's let's start talking about the next game, Josh. Uh, let's move on to the Los Angeles Lakers against the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors end their season. It's a tough one. Um, I didn't want to see either of these teams really win this series. Yes. Um, what happened with the Golden State Warriors? Why did they lose this series? Um, I think I hate myself for saying this, <laughs> but I think they got outsmarted by LeBron. You know, and I am the biggest LeBron LeBron hater, you know. Uh, Jordan's still the greatest of all time. Numbers-wise, I'll give it to LeBron, but of all time, in the game of basketball, it will always and forever be number 23, Michael Jordan. Um, no, but I think I think the Warriors, you know, they had a game plan of, you know, trying to come in and do what they usually do. And, you know, when LeBron does something, they obviously pointed it out to try and uh, – get the media to get in their head and whatever with the whole flopping thing and whatnot. Um, But I honestly think he, like, the experience he's had playing all of these different Golden State teams, I think really paid off for him. Because I think he was able to really bring out that knowledge he has of the game and uh, and really teach the guys around him, you know? Because LeBron's been around it for 
forever, man. Like it's it's crazy. But and, and it was funny that I say that because LeBron actually remembered what play they ran back in 2016 and knew exactly where to cut off Clay and have Davis intercept the ball. Like that just goes to show you, like that knowledge is insane for playing X amount of years as he has, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my biggest thing with the Warriors that killed them was the fact that Jordan Poole just forgot how to play basketball for like the entire playoffs. No, yeah. Um, yeah. My and I'm, when we were talking about this at the beginning, of the or a couple weeks ago, we we were saying like, what is the next step for this Warriors team? Like, if they don't succeed this year. What, what is their next move? Because they're kind of in that limbo world where, yes, they just won a championship, but at the same time, all their stars are super old. Like, they're not getting any younger. And Steph Curry proved in this season and playoff run that it doesn't matter how old he gets, he'll always be Steph Curry. Um, but Clay Thompson showed signs of age in this playoff run. Draymond Green showed signs of age in this playoff run. Um, Andrew Wiggins even showed signs of age in this playoff run because he's starting to get up there. Yeah. Um, and then your young players didn't step up. Jordan Poole was bad. Yeah. Like, like bad. Uh, DiVincenzo was playing better than him. Yeah, and DiVincenzo is not very good. No, he's not. You know, Moses Moody got a little bit of runtime, but, like, was all right. Jonathan Kuminga barely played. That's sad. Barely played because they don't trust him to play in a closeout game. That is crazy, bro. He's really good. He is, but, like, I don't know. I, I think people overhype him, and I think – that's the same thing with Jordan Poole. Is like Jordan Poole is not better than Tyler Hero, but people talk about him like he's better than Tyler. Who Hero. says that, bro? A lot of people. That's wild. Especially after this year, because Tyler Hero was spent a lot of the year injured and like not playing well when he was on the court. Yeah, I mean, but like he still is too. They're and... the same caliber type of player, yeah. but people for some reason bump Jordan Poole up because he's mentored by Curry. You can't see me. I'm doing air quotes right now. Mentored by Curry, and uh, I'm the Golden State Warriors, and Steve Curry will just fix everything and make everything all right, and that this Warriors team is going to be okay. Based on this last game in this series, this is proof to me that this Warriors team is not going to be all right after these those core three guys are gone. Yeah, It's going to be bad. Yeah, it is. And I think... I could see Steve Curry even stepping away, too. Why not? And, like, I mean, that's how it all, like, blows up. Steve Curry just stops, and then all three of them just... Well, I think Curry stays. He's a warrior for yeah. life. But then Clay and Draymond just go. I mean, it's just it's it's absurd to me that like I don't know and like I don't be, mean to be like I told you so, but both of you guys were saying at the beginning of the year, or like at that point we talked about, they're like the Warriors are going to be all right. This is proof the Warriors are not going to be all right. Yeah. I mean, watching this last game again, it's just Jordan Poole's not as good as people say he no, is. He's not. And he's causing problems in their locker room. Uh huh. I mean, well, exactly. If you're the Warriors, and I was talking to Josh about this, a couple weeks ago we were having this discussion about, like, if the Warriors don't succeed, what's the next step? And yeah. you, you guys kept saying they're going to be all right. I, I'm going to have to step back on that now because Poole is having all these issues. No one, he can't get along with anyone. Mm-hmm. He's, he went on, like, a $500,000 ice spice date during the series, and he's, you know, fighting with Draymond and doing all that. Kamingo wants to be traded. They needed. They should have played. They were playing Dante Divincenzo at power forward instead of Kaminga. Kaminga doesn't want to be there anymore. He played like less than ten minutes. In this Kaminga game. is a very good player. If Kaminga was on a different team, I'd say next year he'd be on the All Star team because he's that talented. Wow. So now those two are probably out. Seems like Draymond wants to go to Daddy LeBron. Of course. I mean, 
Clay didn't look that great this year. He had some stretches, but he didn't look he definitely didn't look good in the playoffs. He said he waited ten years to play Lakers in the playoffs, and he had tour dates for his shooting percentages <laughs> every every game. I mean, yeah, I think this is the end of the dynasty. I do. Do I think they still maybe be a good team? Maybe you know if if they keep the big three, Pool figures it out, Kaminga, they. Give him a starting spot or something. I mean, I think as long as Steph Curry is still there, yeah, it's, it's a Wiggins, competitive team. Yeah. Wiggins loves being there; he's not going to go anywhere. Uh, Bob Myers will pull a rabbit out of the hat like he always does and find some gem or find the great signing or some guy that was injured. Now he's healthy and he's great again. Uh, but yeah, in terms of being a, the Warriors, I think it's the end. Mm-hmm. I don't see them winning another championship. Yeah. And for the Lakers. That, this is one of the most impressive seasons I've ever seen. They went from being 2-10, and ten, being like a 14 seed, to now potentially being like the, what, the second or third most favorite team to win the title. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is incredible. They're a seventh seed. I mean, I don't know how the league got let them get D'Lo, Malik Beasley, Vanderbilt, all these guys for basically nothing. And then we've seen Austin Reeves go from like the lovable – Alex Crusoe-type role player to now now scoring 20 points in every playoff game. Dude who's going to get $20 million from some He looks team. like an all-star out there. He gets 23 points every playoff game. It's nuts. 80, stay healthy. Same with Braun. I mean, this is kind of – I'm getting some real PTSD from, like, COVID era because it's the same conference finals we had in the bubble. Uh-huh. But do I think they'll beat the Nuggets? No. I think Jokic will have his way with Anthony Davis. <laughs> but this is a very impressive season from the Lakers. I mean, no one thought they'd be here. I didn't think they'd be here. I thought they were going to lose in the first round. This is a win in my book. I mean, at least you have something going for you in the future now because you got Reeves is a good young player. Delo's still young. Vanderbilt's a beast. AD's still pretty young. Brown will be around for another year. I mean, Beasley, you know, that's a solid group. Yeah, I mean, look at looking at this box score. LeBron James had almost a thirty-point triple double. He had thirty-nine and nine. Yeah, basically this, a triple double. This whole playoff series or playoffs in general, I was saying that LeBron was getting like twenty-five, six, and four, and I was like, "That's cool, LeBron. That's really good." But you need to have a LeBron game to just show out, and this was just his LeBron game. If he wins a ring this year, he might be the goat. I think he is. He might I think he is. It's gonna get really. I, I don't like saying it. I love Jordan. I think Jordan's better, but. It's going to be really hard to say it at some point. I'm going to give hot take right now. He beats Jokic in this conference finals. He gets it. I don't. He doesn't even have to win over I mean, that would be one of the most impressive playoff runs yeah. ever. If you beat the John Morant two-seed Grizzlies, you beat the second most greatest modern-day dynasty mm-hmm. ever, Steph Curry, Clay, Dre. Shoot, probably, probably the greatest modern dynasty. I would give it to I'd him. I'd give the 90s Bulls over them. Oh, I guess, yeah. I, I just wasn't concerned about it. And then the two-time reigning MVP, Jokic, number one seed. And then they, I feel, I want the heat to him. I feel the Celtics would probably, if I had to put money, I'd put money on the Celtics. And you go and beat the Celtics. See, this is proof the NBA is rigged. <laughs> the, I saw this like posted like two weeks ago. The Lakers have 17 championships, and the Celtics have 17 <laughs> championships. Could they meet this? It's, it's script. Uh-huh. The Illuminati won again. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I've seen just if LeBron gets it, I I don't. If he gets the championship, I think there's no doubt. 
absolutely zero doubt. It's going to be really hard to continually say Jordan after he broke the scoring record. He gets if he gets another ring. It's because that means he basically dominated both conferences then for twenty years. Like it's just because that means what two out of his five years he would have won a championship. Mm-hmm. One of the years he just got two of the years he was just hurt for the whole season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the first year he missed thirty games. Twenty the bubble season he him and AD both missed twenty five plus games. They're the seventh seed, and not to mention he's probably going to play two more years. So he'll probably get another one. Yeah, bring the scoring record even farther away from anybody else who. Well, fin- he'll finish with over forty thousand points, which is just insane. Because my, I think he's going to play two more years because Bronny is going to take a college year, mm-hmm. and then commit to USC. He'll play one. Brown will play one more year with the Lakers, and then he'll go wherever Bronny goes. It would be funny if Bronny like stinks in college, has to go like four years. <laughs> So LeBron's just like waiting till like age forty five. He like comes, comes out, gets undrafted. He like goes undrafted. John Brown joins him in the G League. <laughs> Are they, have go, they have to go play in Bosnia together. Yeah, they're gonna go play in like Greece. Uh, that would be crazy. And they win. And then Brown wins like a Greek league title. And it's like putting up one hundred and forty rebounds a game. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting next two years for LeBron James. Um. Let's move on over to the last series. The Miami Heat take out the New York Knicks. Um, I think a lot of people, when the when the Heat beat the Bucks, they were like, the New York Knicks have a really good shot of making it to the finals now. And then the Heat just came in and said, no, no, we're Jimmy Butler. <laughs> That's because the MJ factor took over, bro. <laughs> that, Come on. Julius Randle. I love Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. I am a stout defender of Julius Randle. I think he's one of the best players in the league. 25, 10, 4. Not many guys that can go and do that. But but he is terrible in the playoffs. I think he is, like, probably the least clutch player in the history of the world. In the playoffs, yeah. Every season, he's all right. Playoffs, I'm better than him in the playoffs. Prime 8th grade power forward Alex Sackley is better than Julius Randle in the playoffs. He, like, he literally, like, he forgets all back. Like, it's just, like, 15 just shoulder dribbles. In the post, then fadeaway left-handed shot on the right side that looks terrible. Which is, like, crazy because I've seen him, like, work somebody from the three-point line with, like, the craziest dribble package I've ever yeah. seen a power forward ever have. Yeah. And then he just does this And then I've the seen playoffs. him make, like, eight threes in a row. Yeah. Like, he's, like, airballing them. Pull up three. He couldn't even use shooting, like, 50% from the free throw line. If he just made his free throws, he would have looked okay. Yeah. It, it was terrible. I mean, Jalen Brunson stepped up. He was averaging 32 a game. I don't think the Knicks paid Jalen Brunson enough now. That's the biggest bargain in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, Mitchell Robinson dominated the Cavaliers' front line, which is one of the best front lines in the NBA. And then, I mean, Bam, no, no longer prime Joel Anthony. He looks like an all-star. I mean, he played great. He was probably the best player in that series. Yeah. That and the role players, who are all these undrafted, hodgepodge, G League group of guys. And 89-year-old Kyle Lowry, who has a league. And 75-year-old <laughs> Kevin Love. Uh-huh. They don't miss any of their three. I, I didn't see Caleb Martin miss a single three the entire series. Yeah. Duncan Robinson made like three threes every game. Struess didn't miss, and he was dribbling too. I watched him play against my high school back in the day. His uh, coach was my biggest op in my youth football <laughs> career. Everybody is Sackley's biggest he op in a, his life, dude. Nice. <laughs> and then, I mean, it's just quite incredible. I mean, they really don't have, other than Jimmy and Bam, and the two washed bros with Kevin Lowry, yeah. 
It's literally just all like Duggan Robinson, undrafted former D3 basketball player. Caleb Martin, undrafted G League guy. Max Truce, former Bulls G League, undrafted D2 to DePaul player. Gabe Vincent from Cal State Bakersfield, undrafted. Which he had a good series as well. This is just... And then for the Knicks, R.J. Barrett did not show up in that last game. He had some good games earlier, but that was a very bad, poor way to end the season. This season is a success if you're a Knicks fan. I mean, no one thought they'd make it this far. It's the first time they won a playoff series in 10 years. I think you got to be pretty happy about that. You found the probably second-best point guard in your uh, franchise's history already. Yeah. Like. I mean, you have another all-star in Randall, which I know they want to – they're, like, defacing his picture on the stadium. Which That's just because it's New York, though. I hate New York fans so much. Like, Julius Randall made your team relevant again. Mm-hmm. Like, he took your team to the playoffs for the first time in, like, 10 years. Had a season no one's seen since Larry Bird. No one talks about that season. They just talk about he wasn't good against the Hawks in the playoffs. He, had, he averaged 25, 10, and 5 that year. No yeah. one has done that since Larry Bird. He had Alfred Payton, <laughs> Nerlens Noel, <laughs> Alec Burks. Nerlens Noel was one of the best defensive players in the league that season. Yeah, he That's averaged, I, he averaged two say. points and five rebounds a game. <laughs> but he did have, like, 2.5 Walsh, Todd Gibson. <laughs> The second best player in that, he had second year R.J. Barrett, which is, like, I could shoot this can into, like, a needle hole better than he could shoot at that point. And then Derek, Derek Rose was the second best player on that team. By far. And he carried that team to, to a home court advantage playoff series. No one ever talks about that. Like, I do feel bad for Julius Randle because he does not deserve all this, but, man, he's terrible at playoffs. Didn't help that, like, he found his groove in the Cleveland series towards the end, and then he hurt his ankle, and he missed the game, then he had a good game. That, I'm sure, didn't help, but like he, could, he couldn't even make free throws. Yeah, He was bricking every free throw. Like, he would go one for two or over for two every time. Mitchell Robinson probably shot a higher percentage from through the line than, than him in that series. Mitchell Robinson's, like, a career 60% free throw shooter. Mitchell Robinson acts like an ante. <laughs> I watched some interview of him. He's like, it was really weird. I was like, whoa, I did not expect that. Um, with the Miami Heat, I wanted to ask you about. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about Eric Spolstra. Um, he's one of the most underappreciated coaches of this generation. Mm-hmm. Like he's basically Greg, like poor man's Greg Popovich. That's what he is. Do you think if somehow the Heat go on to win, the if championship, they win the championship this year, <laughs> he's a, like a top ten coach of all time. I'd, I'd give him top five coach of probably all time. with how successful they have been, like in that transition between. LeBron to like having nobody. They had a couple seasons where it was just like a really weird. We team. thought Hassan Watt, well, Whiteside was the next best thing, and they were making playoffs with those teams yeah. or borderline playoff teams. With, That's uh, how good they were. James Johnson and uh, Rodney Magruder and their okay. highest pick in like the last like ten years has been Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero, and they were both like double digit picks. Yeah, that's insane how good they've been throughout. Well, the this one time they did time. have a top five, a top ten pick it was Justice Winslow, and he was a uh, bust. Yeah. And I don't care about him. Yeah. I was a big fan of him coming out. I used to play with him in 2K a lot because he was just a dog at 2K. He was a dog at Duke. I was a big fan of him. I tried to model some of my game after him, but he just didn't work out. It was gross. He had that one good, like, two weeks when he was on the Grizzlies where he was, like, putting up a triple-double for some reason. That and that one season where the Heat played him at point guard. Yeah. He was kind of a dog. Yeah, that was a weird year. That, every team was playing, like, weird players at point guard. Because that was the year that the Bucks played Giannis at point guard for a little bit, too. Yeah. I was like, and I think the like the Timberwolves played Andrew Wiggins at point guard for a little bit. It was a yeah, weird. That was a weird year. <laughs> that was a bad year in my life. 
It was a bad year in the NBA's life, yeah. too, I guess. That was bad. Like, um, jump off a building. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Um, you mentioned it before, exactly. Uh, we have a rematch of the bubble playoffs. <laughs> a lot of people said that that bubble year throwout of history like doesn't count. Does I think this it year, counts. It's does just this, a little different. But does this year re-solidify that that year matters more I'd than people think so it does? Because this is basically the same Heat team. This is basically the same Celtics team, other than. You switch out Kemba for Marcus Smart. It's basically the same Nuggets team. Basically the same. All you did was add Aaron Gordon. That's all you did. You took Paul Millsap out and you add Aaron Gordon. That's all they did. Mm-hmm. Lakers, they're reasonably different. I mean, they still have a cold white guy in Reeves. LeBron and AD, obviously. It's like the same built team. Yeah. Like it's still kind of like the it's same. It's the same built team, just minus the old heads. Yeah. Like Rondo and Dudley. It's, it's and young guys and stuff. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Same. Role. Doing the same roles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this, that adds a little bit to it. Mm-hmm. Um, who's coming out of this? Like, who's winning each conference finals? Who's winning the finals? Why I want the Heat to win. But the Celtics, I mean, I think the Heat can win, no doubt. Mm-hmm. The Celtics are just so much more talented than them, and they have the the home court advantage. You're not losing Game 7 in Boston. They're not, they're not going to do that. The only guy that can beat them Game 7 in Boston is LeBron. It's the only guy who's ever done it. Or prime Jimmy Butler. We'll see. I can see that happen. <laughs> I mean, technically, I believe he did that in the bubble because they played in the conference finals. In. Yeah, but that was in Orlando. Yeah, yeah. But if, it was, if they weren't in the bubble, they would have been in yeah. Boston. I can see Jimmy Butler. He outperformed Jason Tatum last year. If Jalen Brown, you know, gets a little agitated, here's another trade rumor. <laughs> Who knows what happens with him? I can see it happening. I mean, if the role, if the role guys on Miami continue to shoot like that and they bam steps up to the plate like that, there's a very good shot. I think the only problem with that is that uh, the man who just shut down Joel Embiid for a series is probably going to be guarding Bam out of bio. Yeah. Because then last year, Bam Adebayo did nothing against the Celtics. Yeah. It was just Jimmy carrying the team for seven games. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be a huge thing. That's the biggest thing is Bam Adebayo has to not shut down. Yes. He can't go back to being prime Julian. Uh-huh. I think if he can stay positive in the paint and Jimmy Butler just keeps doing what Jimmy Butler is doing, the Heat at least have a fighting shot. They're that, at least getting six games. That you need more from the Washington guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I need at least ten points from Kevin Love. Yeah. I need... And to continue those outlet passes they do that are unstoppable. I need at least 13, 15 points a game from Kyle Lowry. I need that. I need Duncan Robinson to hit three threes a game yes. at least. I need Struess to continue doing what he's doing. Uh, it's the point guard. Uh, Gabe get, Vincent. Gabe Vincent. Nominee, as they call him. That's his middle name. He's from Nigeria. And... <laughs> What? Josh, Josh just lifts us up every time you say something that's just like a random fact. No, he was fact. on the He's Nigerian like basketball team. And uh, Caleb Martin, the good Martin twin. I don't know Cody Martin's a dog. He's mean? a beast. Where is he this season? I think he was with the Hornets. That's where he oh, – yeah, yeah, yeah. was he still with the Hornets? I thought he was somewhere else yeah, for some reason. He's okay. still with the Hornets. Oh, then they need all those guys to continue doing what they're doing. Tyler Zeller, and he outperformed – or is it Tyler? No, it's – uh, Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller outperformed Julius Randle for half the series. I mean, he's one of those guys that can, like, he can low-key. He was a top-two pick for a reason. He was a beast in college. 
He needs to continue doing that. Because he was giving them a good eight, eight point six rebounds off the bench every game. You need that. Good rim protector. His reason why the Hornets kept him for like fifteen years. Well, because they didn't want to. They Real kept him for 15 years because they didn't want to admit that they made the wrong pick by taking yeah. him. So they were like, we're just going to keep him. He's going to play every year. Yeah. He's going to be a staple of the Hornets. He has to. And yeah. But if those role guys can hear you do. Jimmy's going to need a little more scoring than he did in this series. If he does what he does, you know, round one, that's the recipe. Uh, what about on the Western side of things? I see Jokic winning the matchup with AD. And I can't trust AD to stay healthy for every game, too. I'll take Jamal Murray over D'Lo. I don't really know. who Who's going to guard LeBron? Is it Aaron Gordon? Aaron Gordon, probably, because I'm not trusting Casey, anybody. I'm not playing KCP. KCP's too small. He's not guarding Michael Porter Jr. hasn't played defense in his entire yeah. life. Like, it has to, Aaron Gordon plays pretty good defense. He's yeah, I forgot good. about Michael Porter Jr. Oh, yeah, because Jamal Murray's a – I always think Jamal Murray's a shooting guard. He's a that's guard. where he started because then they would like yes. run like these weird lineups with him as shooting guard and it would be like Monte Morris starting at point guard yeah. for some reason. And he was, a, he was a shooting guard in college. Yeah. they had Tyler Eulis at Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. But it's not just one when they need more from Porter. Porter was like one of the unicorn guys that was supposed to be great. He was a 6'10", can do everything. He just hasn't been that. All he does, he just like, that man has like tape put over his X button. Like in two games. He games. just... Grabs the up. ball and shoots. Every time he touches the ball, it's going up. I don't expect to pass from him. <laughs> he just throws it up. Yeah. I mean, they need, need Aaron Gordon to be tough in this series. He's not going to have it easy with, you know, probably guarding Braun, some AD. Mm-hmm. He's not going to have it easy. He needs to continue to be tough. You need Murray to be on every game. And Jokic just does what he does. I don't think anybody can beat him. If he plays like he did against Phoenix, no one's beating that team. I think but my thing with the Nuggets is that Jokic, obviously, play your game, do whatever. If they can beat the Lakers from three, which they have, everybody on that team can outshoot everybody on the Lakers team. Like, on that starting five, I trust everybody on the Nuggets to take a three-pointer than everybody on the Lakers. Yeah. Um, so they just need to outperform in the three. Like, kill them by, in the three-pointer, and it's it's over then. Because LeBron can put up how many points he wants. But what I've seen from LeBron in this playoffs is that he's not going to. He's going to pass it to Anthony Davis more. And these other guys are going to get opportunities. And that's why you want everybody else to beat you. Make sure everybody else beats you. Don't let LeBron beat you. And then hit the three. That's all it takes. And Jokic, just be Jokic. Um, Josh, what, what are you feeling about these two series? Um, I don't know because I really want the Nuggets to win. right? I think Jamal Murray and uh, Joker really deserve this after that bubble. And when um, Jamal Murray got hurt, you know, he was on a roll – he was on a roll. Falling asleep over here. My bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he was on fire, man. And then he, he goes out and gets hurt and tears his ACL, and that kind of ruined the mojo for them. And he was a valuable part, a valuable part to their offense. Uh, you know, during that because Jokic really couldn't do it all by himself. And I mean, I mean, um, you know, with with Jamal Murray, they're unstoppable. And like you said, Michael Porter Jr. doesn't. He just catches and shoots. Aaron Gordon is still putting up some good numbers. And, I mean, even their bench, when they come in, they're doing pretty good too. So I think that's something that 
that'll be fun to see because the Lakers have a decent bench. It's not the best and not the youngest, but, I mean, it's still a bench that can put up numbers to give LeBron some minutes rest and, you know, then come back in. And then the other side, I really want the Heat to win. You know, I hate the Celtics with a passion. Jason Tatum, after that game, he when he went off in the fourth quarter and just started hitting threes, but going into halftime, he was one point in 0 for 1. Uh, what, a field goal? Or, or no, a free throw. 0 for 1 for a free throw. And he only had one point. Like, And then he goes into halftime like that. Then goes crazy in the fourth quarter to help win the game for them. And then says, I am one of the greatest basketball players of all time right now. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? You have... The balls to talk about. I'm the greatest player right now. That's a joke. You're a joke. No wonder Jalen Brown's gonna leave and probably go to Houston. You know, and there's probably gonna be another new head coach. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, let's say Nuggets win it. Miami wins it. Who's winning that series? Ooh. Man, with the way Bam plays defense. So, terribly. Um, Joker has, like, the best finals stat line we'll ever see, probably. Because Bam Adebayo wouldn't know how to compete with that. I mean, did they meet up at all during the regular season? No, but, I mean, Bam Adebayo is, is all defensive team. I mean, yeah. No, he's no like, slouch. I mean, I know in the playoffs he turns the tends to slow down, and he's going against Nikola Jokic. Yeah, but I just think it's not because Jokic is, like, bigger or, like, you know, whatever. I just think Jokic is way smarter than this guy and can really make a man miss. Like, I think Jokic is one of those best players to make a man miss and jump Mm -hmm. or do something and make him look stupid and score. And also, Jokic be shooting the ball like his, you know, biceps don't work and he can't go stiff. He just... Cocks it back and launches it, and you know that's something that Bam Adebayo can't really guard because Jokic is way longer than him. But I mean, you have to if you're the Nuggets, you have to stop Jimmy Butler. If you don't stop Jimmy Butler, I don't think. I I think they take it to like a game six, but like he comes out on top if Jimmy Butler played the way he played in those early series. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Who do you think comes out of your finals matchup? I think it would be Celtics Nuggets. And then in terms of the winner of that matchup, I would probably have to lean towards. So, I mean, I don't see the Celtics losing back-to-back finals. Jason Tatum kind of, eh, in the finals last year, I think he he continues his hot streak and he puts up a good series. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, Horford is a guy that could slow down. You're not going to slow down Jokic, but he's getting his way. I mean, Marcus Smart would do a good job on Jamal Murray. I just think they match up very well. Yeah. KCP's not guarding Jalen Brown. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr., he'd have to guard Tatum. Probably. Ooh. Yeah, that's not happening. That's not happening. Robin yeah. Williams, I guess, uh, Robin Williams would also give Jokic a hard time just because of how much of an athlete he is. I mean, you could you put Aaron Gordon on Tatum. You could. That's a better matchup. Yeah. But then... You got KCP on Jalen Brown, which also isn't an awful matchup. Like, I'm not, like, pissed if I have that matchup. I think I just want that matchup so it, to keep up with speed. No, the Celtics is – it's Smart, Brown, Tatum. Who's the power forward? Horf- Horford. Horford, Horford yeah, Horford. Okay. 
But they, Williams has been coming off the bench. Who's so then it's yes. been Horford, yes. and then they've had uh, is it Derek Brown. Yes, Derek Brown's been starting because then they have Malcolm Brogdon come off the bench as that third guy. That's what's his yeah, name. They have, was the, they have three. Celtics are just guard. deeper. They have better so guys wild. off the bench. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how. Like no one talked about them getting Brogdon, but Brogdon's a great player. Very good player. It's his whole career, he's yeah. been. He's 50 49 good. or he was borderline 50 49. Good in Milwaukee, good in Indiana, Indiana. And now he's good in Boston, too. And people just like keep underrating him. Um, you know, if my finals matchup, I'm going to probably go Nuggets, Celtics, too. Just for the sake of it, I just want the Nuggets to win. Like, I, I don't want to see the Celtics win. As much yeah. as it'd be good for Tatum and Brown and whatever, woohoo, it's, it's the Celtics. Boston. I hate Boston. It's just Boston, yeah. They've won so many championships the last 20, 30 years. Football and baseball, they've had enough, and including basketball. And then the 80s, yeah. Celtics, 2007 Celtics, which is the most annoying team in NBA history. Mm-hmm. I hate that team. God, I wish they lost. If they lost that, that final series, Kobe might be the GOAT. Yeah. That means Kobe would have yeah. had six. Would Think about crazy. that. <laughs> Paul Pierce is like the biggest loser to ever be on the earth. His, the most honorable thing he did in retirement was how he got kicked off ESPN. Yeah, that was great. He, like he, he, had, he only had like 220 viewers on his Instagram live. Mm-hmm. Him just like he didn't even care. Smoking dude. doobies with Instagram models. <laughs> and then like just got hired somewhere else after doing Like this guy just didn't care. Uh, that was the best thing. He was getting roasted every day on ESPN. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm better than Dwayne Wade. All right. Richard Jefferson just tears him a new butthole. <laughs> like he did in the, the finals where he pooped his pants and <laughs> whirled off in a wheelchair. Do you think that's what uh, happened to um, Anthony Davis in that one game? He pooped his pants and had to get rolled off in a wheelchair. Maybe. Yeah, didn't he hit his head one game or something? I don't know what happened. It's something new with him every day. <laughs> if he stays healthy, man. I don't that... know how Anthony Davis survived Chicago. I really don't at this point. Especially since he was skinnier and weaker then than he is now. He had like a unibrow and glasses. Mm-hmm. How do you not get jumped every day? When he was like, because <laughs> well, he, he was a like, hooper. That's especially yeah. when he was like six two. Yeah, Benji. Yeah, how did that work out? Yeah. <laughs> that is true. R.I.P. Benji. Really good thirty for thirty. If you guys want to check that out, that's a shame. He would have been. Yeah. Amazing. All right, folks. We got about twenty minutes left before we take a quick break here. Uh, I came up with another game for this week. This week, I'm going to read some recent playoff stat lines. So within like the last ten years or so. Uh, in these stat lines, I want you guys to try to figure out who the player is. I'll give you a new stat line if you can't figure it out, and then whoever guesses the player first will win. Are you gonna give us? Are you gonna give us team? The nope. position? Unless oh, unless line? it gets like if I get to like five stat lines, and you guys still don't know. Right, let's I go. Bring okay. it up. Okay. okay. Bring it up, oh, All right. I'm gonna lose the first game. Twenty-seven, nine and nine. Magic. Wait, wait. Within the last ten years, so I just seen a LeBron. team. Or a player. Okay, it's it's a player. Oh, player. LeBron. Twenty mm. like first uh, NBA playoff game. Is that what you're saying? This is just a playoff game. So oh, it's okay. it's a oh, playoff so game in this run. Was this? Yes, whose stat right. line is this? In you said 29, 27, 9, and nine. 20. Draymond. Mm. Kevin Durant. Mm-mm. Westbrook. Mm-mm. Kevin Love. Mm. I'll give you another stat line here. Forty three, six, and eleven. Jimmy. Mm-mm. LeBron? Mm-mm. <laughs> Kyrie? Mm-mm. I'll give you a more recent one. 32. On. That was Rondo. Mm-mm. What? 32, 12, and 10. 32, 12, and 10. Joker? Are these like random role books? I got Nicole it. Nicole Jokic this year. <laughs> I got it? Oh, nice. 
I, was, I thought he had a triple double the other night. Yeah, that's what I was like. I was, I was like, gonna say, I'm like, oh yeah, I watched those highlights. <laughs> I was like, these are so recent. I feel like they gotta remember ah, it. Loser and your stupid oh, yeah. stat. Yeah. Josh won to nothing. <laughs> All right, this next playoffs, I'll give you guys the year. Okay. Playoffs, right, so that'll right. make it a little easier. This is 2021. Okay. Bubble. So the first game I'm gonna give you is 30, 17, and three. Trey. Embiid. You said 37 and what? 30, 17, and 3. And Giannis. You, you get No, you get one guess for. <laughs> Lillard? Mm-mm. This next set line. 18, 11, and 4. Oh, my God. Throw you off a little bit. Anyone can get that. I want to throw you off a little bit. <laughs> From 2021. Derek Rose. Mm-mm. Levine? Mm-mm. All right. I'll give you the last one. 50, 10, and 14. LeBron. Mm-mm. Jason Tatum. Mm-mm. 2021. Um, 42, 12, and 4. In Giannis. 2020. <laughs> yeah, as you guys before, but I didn't want to give you it because you guessed oh, like 10 people did. that round. He did. Oh, he did drop 50. In the final game of the playoffs, yeah. in the championship, he put a 50 on him. Yeah. Oh. That was so crazy. I was at that game live, like, in the Deer District. That was one of the coolest moments I've ever been a part of, dude. Be here when the Cubs win it. Oh, I hope so, dude. Oh. Just if he leads us to a championship. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. oh, if he leads us to a championship, we're on the bus, on the parade. Like, we're going. It doesn't matter. Who are you guys? The best sports talk program in the, f- in the nation? <laughs> Greatest of all time. Yeah. Yeah, we're meant to be here. Don't worry. We play yeah, football. We're credentialed. I know what a I know what a quarterback is. I co- I know Cody Mouch. <laughs> I, I know his ten year old's cousin that DMs me on TikTok. Well, that's um. weird. All right. <laughs> all right. This next stat line is from 2019. Okay. Wow. All right. Pre COVID. 35, 7, and 6. LeBron. Mm-mm. Jimmy. Oh, one, no, guess. You only sorry, one guess. One guess. Sorry, sorry. I'm giving you guys pretty easy ones for these first three. You're lying, but okay. Kawhi. Correct. Wow, Kawhi. that's crazy. Exactly is up 2 to 1. That is crazy. <clears throat> I told you I was giving you pretty easy ones right away. Yeah, stop lying. I'm going to start getting a little, little harder here. A little harder. Oh, gosh. All right. Um, this one, it's not like hard, hard. But, like, it's hard. It's definitely harder than what I've done so far. All right. So, this player had 31, 11, and 3 in the 2020 playoffs. What were the numbers? Sorry. 31, 11, and 3. So, bubble. Mm -hmm. Bubble year. 31, 11, and 3? Braun. Incorrect. Steph Curry. Incorrect. Oh, they didn't? I thought they did. His next stat line, 26, 15, and 6. Ooh. What year? 2020 still. 26, 15, 6. 80? Correct. Oh, Exactly. So 3, God, 2, 1. <laughs> this, this guy. This guy here. All right. This next player is... Also going to be in the 2020 season. His first stat line. This is going to be a little bit of a harder one. 
23 and 1 in the first round of the playoffs this year. 23 and 1? Mm-hmm. You said this year? In 2020. Oh, like 2020. in this year. Oh, Randall. Sorry. Incorrect. You said 23 and 1? Yes, 23 and 1. 23 and 1. Man, that's so much to choose from. <laughs> Throw a guess out there. 2020. Uh, Tyler Harrow. Correct. Wow. Three to two. Oh, dude. I was going to give you guys 12, 11, and 9 was going to be the next outline he had. That was a good pull, Josh. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Out of nowhere. Sweating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This next one is going to be from 20. 20- 13. Oh, back in time. Mm, good old days. All right. One sec, one sec, one sec. This one may be a little easier one, too, but we'll see. We'll see. All right. For his first game, he put up 25, 8, and 7. A tough game. Derek Rose. Incorrect. First game of the series? No, this saying? is just like the first game that I'm saying. Oh, okay. So 25, 8, and 7? Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't know it. Two steals, too. He doesn't know it. Blake Griffin. Incorrect. Who was it? I can't tell you. Yeah, you got to keep guessing, guessing. dude. <laughs> oh, okay. so we, have to, we all just got one guess. Yeah. The oh, next good. player, or the next game is 18, 18, and 10. Jesus. Wow. 2013? <laughs> yep. I'm going to be completely wrong. Kevin Durant. Incorrect. Yeah. Tyson Chandler. Incorrect. Wow, that's a guess. That was a pull, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He was good. That was, that was when the Knicks were really good that one year. He was like a beast. All right. The next game. Oh, was it Joakim Noah? Mm-mm. 32, 10, and 11. 32, 10, and 11. That's a triple dub. That's Joakim Noah. Incorrect. <laughs> Why would you say it again after he said no? And I then he's still that, giving you the monster game seven against the Nets. Where he had like a triple double. 18, 18, and 10. 18, 18, and 10. That's Joe Kim Noah's He just said no. 18, 18, and 10 in the 2013 season. Oh, this was a good one, yeah. In the season. So you guys feel stupid. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um. Kyrie Irving. Incorrect. Oh, my God. 30, 10, and 10 is the next game. What? LeBron? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, we haven't said it yet. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, my God. How did they not said it? <laughs> you kept going. Exactly. Noah. <laughs> 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 All right. The next team that we – or next player that I am doing is from the 2016 playoffs. Ooh. He had – 31, 7, and 1. Clay Thompson. Uh uh-uh. uh. 31, 7, and 1. Mm-hmm. From what year? 2016. This, these are going to be hard ones now, too. I'm doing three hard ones then. Oh, man. <laughs> 31, 7, and 1. The 2016 playoffs. Mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry. Incorrect. I already said mine. You got to. Oh. The next game 
He had 21, 4, and 2. And this one, if you don't get it on this one, I'll give you the team, too, that they played for. Okay. J.R. Smith. Incorrect. Why did I go That's double cast? Say, so that kind of <laughs> worked out well. I can't uh, believe I went. Isaiah Thomas. Incorrect. This guy played on the Miami Heat during, 2016? The, during the 2016 playoffs. Dwayne His, Wade? Incorrect. His next stat line is 19, 8, and 2. Hassan Whiteside? Incorrect. Going old. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm blanking on the 2016 Heat. Um, I honestly even couldn't tell you who was on the 2016 Heat. Goran Dragic. Incorrect. Oh. <laughs> uh, the Heat played in two rounds. His first round was definitely by far the best series that he had. Um, his next game... He had just a cool 16, 6, and 1. Uh, another hint about this guy is that he played on the Chicago Bulls for a little bit. Jimmy Butler? Wait, uh, no. Lou Dang! Yes, it is Lou Dang oh in the 2016 playoffs playing for the Miami Heat. Dang's a goat. All right. I'm going to give. Oh, should I save the really tough one for the last one? Because I have like a good idea for the really sure, tough go one. Ahead. Do it right now? Yeah. All right. Give me one second to pull off his... Oh, dang. <laughs> All right. So, the first game that he had was 10-16-1. What year? This is in the 2016 playoffs as well. Ten Bismack Biombo. Apparently that wasn't a really hard yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, he pulled it out. Because Jonas Valanciunas was hurt, and he had like he had like fifteen boards <laughs> he got every game. Paid off that playoff yes. run. He got <gasps> fat bag. Oh my like God. Magic game seventy-two. Wow, that one's crazy. Wow. All right, all right. I gotta think of another one now because that was crazy how you just pulled that out. Um. Ooh, oh, oh, I have a good idea. All right. <laughs> The unhinged starts now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. This is from the 2017 playoffs. Huh? He had 31, 8, and 4. What was the... Wait, what? 20, the 2017 playoffs, 20, 31, 8, and 4. Uh, Chris Paul. Incorrect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Blake Griffin? Incorrect. Another game that he had. Oh, he put up a double-double in this game. 19, 10, 3, and 1 steal. 1 steal? Kevin Love. Incorrect. Nah. Clay Thompson. Incorrect. I won't give you a team for this guy because I think you'll get it if I give you the team. So I don't want to give it away too fast. What are the colors? I can't tell you. They got blue, <laughs> they got blue in there. All right, this next game, he had 27, 8, 4, and 2 steals. 27, 8, and 4. You said they got blue in their color? Mm-hmm. It's definitely not Golden State. Or is it? No. Play? Incorrect. <laughs> I don't know. They missed the playoffs that year. Uh... Eh, whatever. Draw Embiid. Incorrect. 
26, 8, and 3. This team is in the Western Conference. 28, 6, and 3? Western Conference. Oladipo. Incorrect. Oh, Westbrook got the MVP. I'll guess, I'll guess. Uh, Not a good one, enough though. Oh my gosh. Paul George. Incorrect. He had a pretty big game in this one. He had 49 and 4 and two blocks. 49 and 4, that sounds familiar. This is all in the first series. John Moran. Incorrect. 2017. John Moran was like a, in high school. <laughs> For real? Yeah. I can't even think right now. This is the 2017 playoffs. Uh, all these games happened in the first round. I'm not good with stat lines, guys. Oh. <laughs> Would you look at that? Incorrect. I thought it was going to be a hard one. I'm not going to give you Steph Curry. I told you it wasn't Golden State, bro. I already gave you LeBron James. All right. In the second round, he had a 33-5-4 one game. This team got swept in the second round, too. But he still had 33-5-4. You said they were blue in their colors. Yes. In the Western Conference. Gordon Hayward. Correct. Wow. Gordon Hayward in 2017 went absolutely nuts for the Utah then Jazz. He, then he lost and he broke his leg. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Uh, I used to yeah, Gordon crazy. Hayward. Talk about 2K guys, dude. I used Gordon Hayward all the time. I still do. He was fun. He still is fun, dude. He had a good season for the Hornets this year. He would. They were just the Hornets and deserve relegation. So. Relegated. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, uh, we want to talk a little bit about the draft lottery, and then we'll talk a little bit about MLB. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with the BJB Show on WRSE. It's a me, the legal ID. One of your radio ID. And listen to WRSC 88.7. Welcome back to the Blue Jay Boys Show. This is Big Chuck coming at you live with WRC 88.7 FM Blue Jay Radio. And you're listening to the award-winning Blue Jay Boys Show. If you missed the first half of the episode, we were going in-depth about the NBA playoffs, talked a little bit about the XFL final. Now we wanted to talk a little bit more about the other side of things in the NBA. The NBA draft lottery just happened right before the show. Uh, There was a shot that the Bulls could have possibly gotten the number one overall pick. We already had it for a second. Uh, if only we knew that that one pick was, was the Bulls at number eleven. Uh, yeah, I usually it said it. Usually it goes to like the team and then uh-huh. who, to who it's traded to. Yeah, it had so, it on the bottom of the card, I think. Yeah, but that was like saying before it was like, no matter where the if the Bulls get this, it's going to them no matter what. But they could have gave us a little more insight. I mean, we were we were so excited. Yeah, and then we, me, me and, and Josh the, were about to kiss. We were just happy. And then the second the second magic pick came in at number five. I was like, <laughs> Dad, I promise it's not what it thinks. 
Um, yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> and Josh were just lips to lips. All real right, close. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, my dad's gonna be. So- um, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that fifth pick came up on the board, and I was like, uh, I think that eleven pick might have been the Bulls. And you guys were like, You're oh like, no. Oh. We, yeah, there was a, it was that was Travis. A collective like exhale. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we had the sound up a little more, we well, might have heard it. However, I am curious for the picks. What if that number five was us, and we just missed Ooh. it out on one spot? Because we I only won it. two more games in the Magic. I guess, but that means we had knowing us. That's probably what it would have happened. Uh, we had a one point five percent chance to get like up that high though, so I my guess is probably it was like the eleven was ours, but No, I think I think I think that number five might be us. Well man. it's now official. The Chicago Bills Bulls are now relegated. <laughs> uh we're a terrible team. We now have no first round draft picks to be traded, all that for Vucevic. You know who isn't relegated? The Bears and the Blackhawks, because they got the number one pick, so <laughs> this is a bad year for Chicago. So I was just thinking about it this weekend. I was like, the Bears are the worst team in the league. Hawks were the worst team in the league. Bulls stank. Yeah. Sox stink. Cubs are mediocre. Okay, calm down. This is a terrible year for Chicago sports. Cubs are mediocre. But we'll get to the Cubs in a little bit. Chicago Union. Sorry, I had hey. to point it out. All right. No, they did lose their first game, sadly. But <laughs> That's our only chance. <laughs> um, and the Chicago, uh, if they're still a team, the Chicago steam of the ABA. Fire. <laughs> um, going back to the. Draft lottery. San Antonio Spurs end up with that number one overall pick. Uh, 97% chance that they are going to draft Victor Wembanyama. Um, they just got the new Tim Duncan. Basically. The new generational talent that's going to lead them for 20 years. Um, What what would you guys do with that? Is that Victor Wembanyama 100% of the yes. way? You want to go anybody else? Not even Scoot Henderson? If you, if you went somewhere else, like there would be mass riots. <laughs> like... All these guys, all these analysts are saying he's the best prospect ever. Even better than LeBron. I heard Woj say that today. I've heard all these people. Everyone is consensus he's the best prospect ever. So the past, even though I don't think he's going to be that good just because I think he's going to break, break his foot. And he's very skinny. But if he's supposed to be that good, I mean, I, I remember hearing about him when he was 16. He played a game of one-on-one with Rudy Gobert when Rudy Gobert was the man in Utah. I watched it, and he, he smacked him. It looked like Rudy Gobert was like an eighth grader. And I was like, whoa, Victor, okay. It was like right before the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, okay, that's that's kind of breathtaking. Huh. And, yeah, so I think it'll be – and the Hornets have number two picks. Scoot will be a good pick for them. Lamillo and Scoot Henderson will be fun with Mark Williams in the middle, and then you get Bridges back from suspension. That's a pretty fun team on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that there's any shot, and I know, like, consensus number one, but, like, any shot in the world that Scoot Henderson is that first one? I like Scoot Henderson. I think he's very good. You look at him, he's built like a eight-year pro. Like, he's huge. He's very good. He's been good everywhere he's been. I mean, I wouldn't be against taking him, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Everyone wants Wemby. Yeah. Like, the NBA people are, like, Oodling over him. Like, it's, it's very weird. Like, the fans are acting more, like, composed than the actual teams. How, how good do you think he is, personally? Wemby? Yeah. If he stays healthy, like, personally, yeah, I, it's, he's like a world r- destroyer. Yeah. He's like a destroyer of worlds. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, he's like seven four, and he can literally do everything on the court. Yeah. And protects the rim better than anyone else. And can dribble. He's basically Kevin Durant, just five inches taller. Yeah. And if he puts on the correct amount of weight, I mean, what would stop him? A man that can dribble the ball like that, what would stop him? That can shoot like that, what could possibly stop him? Mm-hmm. If he could whoop Rudy Gobert when he was 16, Rudy Gobert is one of the best defensive centers in the league, what makes you think that anyone's going to stop him at age 19? Yeah. Other people think that he's going to be the first all-star rookie since... What, Grant Hill and all the, and um, who's the other guy? That was Grant Hill and Shaq. Shaq. Yeah, we'll, we'll just say it's Shaq. <laughs> That's what people think he's going to be. People think he could be an all-NBA guy. I've heard people say that. It wasn't just Joe Schmo on Twitter. It was pretty reputable NBA people saying that, you know, analysts and some front o- alleged front office people. So that's going to be interesting to see. Do you think this is, like, the real – I know over the past couple of years, I mean, you'll get the MVP top top five this year. Four of the top five were foreign-born players. Do you think this is, like – USA is falling behind. Full-on takeover by it's getting, it, it, I, I'm declaring it now. It's a takeover. <laughs> we're falling in our economy and in basketball. I mean, look, Giannis has got two in a row. Jokic got two in a row. And B got two in a row. Uh, one this year, sorry. So that's five in a row where we haven't had a U.S. And then who's to say if the Mavericks are good, the Doncic isn't going to get it. Yeah. Now you got Wemby, who's supposed to be the second coming of Wilt and <laughs> Shaq and KD put together. Uh-huh. It's, it's Yeah, it's getting kind of alarming. Josh, how good do you think Victor Wembanyama can be? I think he can be... Probably one of the best centers to play the game, or power forward, however they want to categorize him. I think he's a power forward. Because um, I feel like if he gets labeled as a center, he's just going to be another taco fall. He's not really going to play. He's going to fall off. But He's a lot more I No, I understand. I understand. But, like, in terms of height. Yeah, yeah like, that's what I, I mean, mean. On offense, he's basically a small forward. He's just a center on defense. Yeah. That's but, what he is. This kid has a very high ceiling, and I feel like he's going to reach it and break through it and give himself a new one. Um, it just depends. You know, if obviously the Spurs have the number one pick, and they're going to the best place. I mean, that's a great organization. I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say, they're going to do everything they can to get that kid to where, like, you know, Giannis first came in. They know he's going to be small and whatnot, but, like, then they need to get – everyone needs to get on that, you know, Giannis plan, Embiid plan, Joker plan sh- – Shaq plan, you know, we we need to get this kid big, or at least lean, um, but just dense, you know, because if not, like, this kid's just going to get bullied around, you know, going up against the Embiid or um, Joker, Giannis, you know, it's, that's something, the only thing the teams have to look out for. On the other part of it, he's going to do his job. He's going to play basketball, He's and he's a very, very good basketball player, you know, like we talked about before, like, he put up a three. And then followed it back in two steps and dunked it. Mm-hmm. Like this kid, this kid's got some real talent. Yeah. Um, looking at some of the other prospects in this draft class, what do you think the ceiling of a guy like Brandon Miller is? Um, I mean, we talked about it before the show, and it was really like kind of his ceiling's low, you know, and. Uh, 
if he just gets better <laughs> at shooting, which was his downfall in the tournament mm-hmm. and off the court. Yeah. I mean, first off, if he just doesn't do anything crazy, I mean, he could be a very good player. Yeah. I see some, like, Paul George in him. He'll just be the next great wing guy, you know, like a Paul George, Kawhi type. But uh-huh. I could see him also not being very good, just being, like, a smaller Pascal Siakam. Pascal's good, so I can't even say that. Yeah, exactly. He's... I could see him just being like a three and D, get like a Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much you guys have paid attention to like the rest of the guys like in that top ten, but there's like the Thompson twins. Is there yeah, anybody a- else? Amen you're, and whatever. Is a sore, yeah. Uh, is there any other guys you guys are looking at that could be like potential steals? Or can't say George is good. Baylor, I think he's a good player. I mean, there's no real headliners in the trap other than Wembenyama. They really haven't carried by anyone else. I mean, I don't know. I kind of like that one kid uh, from Kansas State, that short point guard. That's he'll in the be day. he'll be a beast second round pick. Yeah, like I, I, I'm. He'll be. I think he'll he's, have his Isaiah Thomas time. I think he's gonna be a steal. I feel like he's just like a Jalen Brunson, just shorter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's move on. I know we talked about the Chicago Bears a little bit earlier, but we wanted to just update you guys on what's happening in Chicago land right now and around the NFL and stuff like that. Uh, Darnell Wright officially signed. One Pickens of, and Scott as well. Uh, like some of the fastest times we've ever signed yeah, rookies in actually, the past 40 like years. We're a professional non-poverty franchise. It's kind of nice. Uh-huh. We're not waiting till August 29th to sign a first-round pick. I kind of like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Make, makes life a lot easier to get yeah. them into training camp and yeah. not have Roquan Smith situations. Yeah, they get into training camp. They get a full training camp. This is nice. Uh-huh. Very nice. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's – Positive. Also, we got the from the NFL Bill Walsh mentorship. We have Eddie George for OTAs. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be awesome having him coach up Ro- Ro- Roshan Johnson and Deontay Foreman Herbert. That's cool. Along with Randy Shannon, he could probably you know, he'll coach up Tyreek Stevenson too. The U uh-huh. DBs. That's Heck cool. Yeah. I thought I saw that today. I thought that was cool. Uh, I mean, I believe they signed their whole draft class. Mm-hmm. And words from the street is Noah Sewell is having. He did very good in rookie minicamp. I'm so uh, excited for that kid. One one potential steal of our draft was the uh, Terrell Lewis. It uh, seems like he's going to be our fourth corner. He was doing very well. And I saw multiple articles saying that no center in the NFL can supposedly block Gervon Dexter one-on-one. So that Perfect. was cool. Dude, I'm <laughs> I'll so excited it. for that kid, bro. I promise. That kid's going to be a generational player. So I'm Him excited and Pickens to are going to be a crazy duo. I promise you, bro. Uh, just, you know, based off the draft, based on what we're hearing from the mini camps and stuff like that, as excited Bears fans, how are we going to do this next season? I what def- are your feelings right now? I, it's going to be bumpy at first, but I think we can yeah. come out and win the division. Ooh. I think we come in second. I think we get, like, eight or nine wins. Our schedule came out last week. It's not... It's not like last year. It was a world beater of a schedule. Yeah, we're like right in the middle of the pack of like strength yeah. schedules. That it was like, it was like point four, five, six, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. We don't have like crazy road games either. Hey, we could have played in Germany, but Kansas City. I don't want to play in Germany. Germany. Forget Kansas City. Dude, last time a, they played overseas, they looked terrible. Bro, <laughs> we had a bigger following than Kansas. That's why Kansas didn't want to play there. Because more Ger- German people were fans of the Bears than Kansas. Dude, you have proof of that? <laughs> There's a, no, there's a, there was a video I sent it to you. I promise. 
You guys are watching. <laughs> For you watching or listening, don't worry about what we just did. They're Elmo fans. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at that strength of schedule, first of all, it's I'm just the Chiefs got like one of the easiest schedules, right? Yeah, they're like the top what of was that? Well, their division's bad. Well, they shouldn't be bad. That division should be so good. Yeah. That's what makes me so mad about the AFC West. This I heard that this is like one of the most unfair schedules of the year, like ever yeah. for like all the teams, because there's so many teams that like they'll play a game where they have so much less rest than the other teams. Well, if you, if you look at like the rest of like the strength of schedule thing, it had like all the other good teams had super hard schedules, and there was like the Chiefs were at like the top of the list. Like Philadelphia has like one of the hardest. They schedules want. They want to. They want a dynasty. They want the Chiefs to be the next dynasty. Which I don't really understand why. I feel like people were having more fun when it was a new team winning every year instead of they the like Patriots winning every they other year. They like the Mahomes. Yeah. They, they want their next Brady. They're losing Brady. They want another Brady. I don't want another Brady's Brady. Brady's about to start dating Kim Kardashian. That would be All right, let's calm down. I saw I posted about What, yesterday. are you stepping in? What are you, why are you saying let's calm down now? Guys, bro, Tom Brady don't need any more distractions in his life. Dude, He's want, got nothing better to do now. Yeah, Giselle don't want him. She wants that jujitsu instructor. <laughs> instructor. <laughs> My God. Okay. Giselle. <laughs> washed up. What, what's Is next? she relegated now, Giselle? She's relegated as well. <laughs> do you know the underground modeling rings or something that you can send her yeah. to? <laughs> That's horrible. That's wild. That's wild. (laughs) My God. Um, Let's talk about some of the other mini camps that uh, are going around the league. Uh, The big news and the big picture that everybody keeps sharing around is that Bryce Young's like a -a make-a-wish kid playing. He is little. I love him, but he is small. Does that instill any fear? That does not instill any confidence. I'm not too worried about it. There's always wacky pictures from this time of the year, but man, he looks like he's a little Timmy out there with a potato heart. (laughs) (sighs) He looked like he got two more weeks left to live. Yeah, but I think he'll be fine. They just need to protect him. Yeah. He's, He's slender, dude. I mean, you listen to his voice. It's like, that's the Heisman. Like, that's, that's one of the greatest college quarterbacks ever, like, basically. I'm not even sure if he's going into puberty. But he's slinging it. But he's <laughs> absolutely unstoppable and on a completely different level intellectually on the field. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that team's pretty good. I They're think, not a number one overall team. I don't know. I, th- I think this team could be, like, division they're, winners. They're like, winning the division. I hate it because we have their first-round pick, but... This team was one game away from making the playoffs. If they just had Sam Darnold, I guess, starting the whole year, P.J. Walker, <laughs> and had that run game from week one because they're wacky, that former Giants coach didn't decide to run the ball till halfway through the season. Which is like, why? Because you had Christian McCaffrey for that first and half Deontay of the Foreman yeah. and Blackshear and Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard and one of the best backfields in the league, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they did that from week one, they, they probably would have made the playoffs. They started out like I, they, I thought they were going to be the worst team in the league. They were like one in six to start out, and they just started running the ball. And PJ Walker and Sam Darnold wrote the ship. I like PJ Walker. PJ Walker, I felt bad that he got hurt because I thought he was going to really. He was at playing very well. <laughs> he had that one throw that was the greatest throw I've ever seen in my life. The sixty-five yard hail mary drifting to his left. Yeah, that was wild. That was absolutely insane. To, to our boy DJ Moore, <laughs> Bears legend already. Already, <laughs> basically our greatest receiver of all time. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. Uh, what other news have you been hearing out of training camps and stuff? Well, Levis looks pretty solid. Better than expected. I he still definitely has a chip downfall. on his shoulder. 
Why are you praying on his downfall, Josh? Cause, bro, dude, dude is weird. He's so cocky, and like <laughs> I don't think he's cocky. I just think he's dumb. He I probably think, thinks he's like no, but he's not. Dude, I swear. Like, have you seen Ted Lasso on Apple TV? I have not. Oh man, bro, if you did, I'd have a perfect analogy. Um, but like, I don't know. I just, I, I don't like him, man. He's too cocky. He's not ready to lead a, a team, an NFL team. I'm sorry. He just needs to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry and throw a play action pass to Trey Lance. That's what he's got to do. And that was their. Uh, game plan, anyways. No matter who was that quarterback, they're yeah. handing it off to Derek Henry, not letting anybody do anything yeah. else. That Quentin Johnson from the Chargers looks really good. Yeah, yeah. Him and uh, Justin Herbert. I've heard that they've been having some real good chemistry. Uh, Justin Herbert better win the MVP this year. That's all I gotta say. People keep hyping him up, and the team never really does anything. And he like he looks good always, but never like looks like he's taking a next step to me. Yeah, and sometimes he dies on the field. It's like he just seems very stagnant to me, which is, like, all right because he's sitting stagnant at a top-ten quarterback in the league. But, like, people keep talking about how he could be rivaling Patrick Mahomes and up in the he's top He's basically three. just the better version of Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. at this point. That's what he is. So, and the problem with Matthew Stafford is that he never took that next step, no. really. That was, like, what everybody said. That's, like, why people, like, probably won't put him in a Hall of Fame is because he was – even though he helps the Lions stay competitive in a couple of seasons, like he never took that next step as a quarterback, as a player. And I know his situation is a lot different than uh, Justin Herbert, which is like probably means worse for Herbert because his yeah. teams are just better so far. Like every team he's been on. And I know the coaching. The only thing with the Chargers is their owner just sucks. Yeah. Spanos is terrible. Spanos has no idea what he's doing. He's been there for like 40 years. Uh, I mean, first of all, the decision to move him to LA in the first place was—they're—they're they're a relegation team. Like they—they're re- <laughs> in my mind, they're relegated right now because the playoffs and just their very existence is just—I mean, they played at a twenty thousand seat <laughs> soccer stadium for like four years and were content with it. <laughs> like, if the Rams didn't like do what they wanted to do with the stadium, they probably would still be playing there. Probably, just because that guy would never have paid the money first. And like that stadium, like it was twenty thousand seats and eleven thousand of them were away teams. Yeah, fans. Yeah, because L.A. didn't didn't want them there, and they didn't want to be in L.A. Like, I've never seen an owner just be so bad at business. <laughs> like, it's it's all business, but you're bad at business. Yeah. Like, it, it's just mind-boggling. Relegation. Relegation. <laughs> XFL. Yeah, they get they get XFL, at least. They're not right full now, relegation. Yeah, they're, they're number two. They'll, they'll be playing Orlando in their first game. <laughs> it's oh, Okay, it's more like probation, I guess, then. Basically, <laughs> own one start, you're in the XFL. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very tight leash. Uh, the Broncos also go USFL if they start 0 1. Yes. <laughs> the Broncos are done. Ben, no, ben DiNucci's just going to be so crumbled. Dude, can you imagine if Russell Wilson starts off bad again and they're just like, Ben DiNucci, get out there? Just because he had a Tom monster. Tom Payton run. would be the guy to unheart to. Harness Ben DiNucci <laughs> and get the best out of him. Sean Payton's that guy. Sean Payton made Taysom Hill look like a decent quarterback for a few games. Yeah. So if there's anyone that could unleash the that 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 Ben DiNucci, it's him. <laughs> you didn't have a sound effect ready for that one. <laughs> if there's anyone that can Don't do it, tempt him. <laughs> no, it's just better when I do it because the, the ones yeah. from back then are like three years old and they're oh. like all like raspy. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, I think this year's going to be a fun NFL season. Based on the draft, based off the offseason, based on what we're hearing from these training camps, 
I mean, I can't wait to see David Montgomery run for 2,000 yards. <laughs> I'm scared about that one. He, they asked him, who, who, which team are you most excited to play against? Why did they even have to ask him? He's like, I ain't going to lie. You know who it is. <laughs> and then he picked up the Bears logo. And he's going to run for 200 yards against us. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be. And, like, it's going to be Montgomery-style running where he just bounces off of people, drags people five yards. Like, it looks like it hurts. His, the, his shirt that he always has sticking out is going to rip like it always does. Yeah. It's going to be rough. At that point, you know, like, Edmonds is going to have, like, 50 tackles, but when he gets to the Lions, he's just not going to be able to tackle David Montgomery. He's just going to kill him. Driven Dexter is going to get driven 18 yards back. for T.J. Edwards is going to tear his ACL. <laughs> What is this banter on my boy, bro? Bo no. Jack's going to tear his leg up again. <laughs> Zachary's wishing on the downfall of me. My God, calm down. We got rid of Mustafer. Mustafer's coming back for that week. <laughs> <laughs> the Ravens traded him to us both, for one bo- week. Both white hair he and Patrick get hurt and Doug Kramer get hurt. One year, time. bro, I'm telling you right now, Mustafer was a curse. This is it. <laughs> He was. What's crazy is like I, I looked it up in terms of PFF. He finished 18th in the NFL out of seven. That that's nuts. That's a lot. Crazy, bro. I watched every game. That's a lot. It's just because like he'd have two games where like he'd be like the absolute worst center you've ever seen. Then he'd where, have, where the other team would have, have one game where he'd be the that. number one center of that. Nose guard. Yeah. <laughs> Dexter Lawrence just basically just threw him around like I threw around Elmo. <laughs> basically like that for 60 minutes. <laughs> Good luck, Ravens. I said it earlier, but good luck, Ravens. Yeah, he'll he'll just be coming. We must pray for Tyler Linderbaum because whenever Mustafer is on a team, the starting center automatically gets hurt for the whole season. <laughs> Sam Mustafer's mom's gonna hit Tyler Linderbaum with a friggin' baseball bat. She must do voodoo. <laughs> Mustafer, that sounds Haitian. I guess. Maybe they do voodoo. I don't know. Look, think about it. Think about it. When he was there. White hair, all the guards got hurt, so they had to put him at center no matter what. For sure, yeah. And then we could have drafted Creed Humphrey, but Ryan Pace was like, no, I'm sticking with Sam Mustafer. <laughs> and then so he had a terrible year at center in 2021, and then we, we signed Lucas Patrick and draft Doug Kramer, who are both probably objectively better than Mustafer. Then Patrick breaks his hand. The one game he does play at center, seven snaps in, he tears his toe or whatever. Yeah. Doug Kramer breaks his hand in training camps out for the year. I was excited for that guy. Played at Illinois. It's pretty good. Yeah. West Suburban Conference. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, I hate you, Sam Mustafer. That's all I guess. <laughs> I'm he telling was you, good bro, in 2020. I'm telling you, bro. He was. He's a curse. We are good now, bro. All right. It's gone. It's over. Let's move on to a little bit MLB. Um, the Chicago Cubs slowed down a little bit. They're currently losing 7-1 to right now to the Astros, so that's a lot of fun. Oh, they moved it up to 7-3? Yeah, we're just Heck yeah. Um, my favorite thing about the Chicago Cubs is that they decided to bring up Christopher Morel finally, and he is the best player of all time, already hitting two home runs in, like, his first three games up. Um, Why did they have him down? He was hurt, I think. I think that, and then what I said, what I was saying last time, is I think they still want to keep him and Pete Crow Armstrong as, like, trade bait. And that they wanted to keep him in the Mayo as much as possible, just in the case like they didn't play well if they brought him back up. Well, Pete's in who's this double Matt Mervis yeah. fellow? Is uh, he like a p- prospect? He's a dog too. He's yeah. a dog. Okay. So he yeah. had like an RBI in his first two games. Yeah, he, he was one of the best today. prospects. Yeah, he was like him and Morel and Pete Crow Armstrong are like the top like in the top ten for like the Cubs yeah. prospects. Even though Pete Crow's still in Double A and hasn't moved up for some yeah. reason, but whatever. But, but he made the Iowa team. 
right? Because he's like six foot four and skinny and just. He's a dog, bro. Plays the best defense I've ever seen anybody play in the history of baseball, and he's like 20 years old. On other hands, the Brewers relegation. You lost to the Cardinals, 18 uh, Okay, they're about to doing? beat the Cardinals tonight. They're going so to be, not to be playing in Japan with Edison Russell. No, for <laughs> real. Like, But, like, how do you lose 18-1? You, bro, you let the starting pitcher for the Cardinals, starts with an F, don't even know his name, Fair, Flaherty or whatever. Yeah, Jack, you, Jack Flaherty was a dog like three years dude, ago. He almost won the Cy Young that bro, one year. He threw 105 on you, dog. I could win a Cy Young. You could not win a Cy Young, dude. Yeah. You could not touch a Cy Young. Yeah, I can grab a Cy Young. When's the last time you had a Cy Young in arm's reach? Give me two years. Two years. That's yeah. all you need to yeah, make it a Cy Young. Trying out for the Schaumburg Boomers. Ryan Brennan will give me a tryout. <laughs> And from there, it's straight to the MLB. This is our new documentary. We're following exactly on his journey to get into the MLB. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, even though whenever I throw a football really hard, my shoulder hurts for the next five minutes. Oh, we'll figure it dude, out. Tell I don't think it. you're touching the MLB then, buddy. I'll just cortisone Two it. No, just be a DH. You can't give me DH vibes. Rough life. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, looking through the rest of the NL Central, you were talking about the Brewers losing 18-1 to yesterday. The Pirates fell off a cliff. Good. I'm so glad. I'm I so want glad. the Pirates team is fun. I like them. Yeah, they're really good defensively. I hate but the Pirates. I just I hate the Pirates. What like what do you hate about the Pirates? They just objectively make me mad. <laughs> Why are they in our division? They're all the way on the East Coast. That uh-huh. they usually beat us like forty percent of the time. I remember we we almost got like robbed against them in the wild card game the first year the Cubs made the playoffs. We almost got like robbed. But we won. Jake Arrieta's a dog. Love Greatest Cubs pitcher of all time. Yes. I miss him so much. <laughs> Theo Epstein was awesome. Yeah. Like, there was a span of three years where every single trade, he hit it out of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Like, we traded Travis Wood for Jake Arrieta and Pedro Strope. That's insane. Like, we traded, like, we traded, like, this Elmo doll for Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> Like, we traded some pitcher, Andrew Kashner, who went, like, 8-8 eight and eight every year. Who's that one on the Marlins now? Uh, Rogers or, or um, oh, Williams. Trevor Williams, right? Oh. No, he's on. No, he's Jorge on. Jorge Soler? Yeah, Soler. Oh. Soler was. I thought you were talking about pitchers. He had to go. No, 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 my bad, my bad. It was amazing. What a time to be alive. Yeah. <sighs> what a oh, time. Now, now we're at. Cubs being 19 and 22. They start off super hot. One thing I want to point out about the Chicago Cubs, though, is that they have a plus 27 run differential, and they are 19 and 22. Yeah, so when they win, they smack them. That's because, first of all, Justin Steele, Cy Young. Marcus Stroman, Cy Young. Get them both up there winning it. They're the top two. Everybody else in the Cubs pitching rotation, relegated. Justin Steele just got lost. Dude, Wesneski, man. They need to send him back down. He's not ready. He has his spotlights. I know I said this about him earlier in the year, where there are games where he looks like prime Nolan Ryan for some reason. And then the next game, he just gives up like 70 runs. Dude, it was bad. They made a meme. Of course they did. Because they lost to the Astros like 16 to 1. Sick. And then the game before that was like 12 to 2. Like, oh, man. At least they're not doing as bad as the Chicago White Sox. You know, keeping with the update know. theme here. That's uh, a relegation yeah, team, team, bro. The White Sox are, yeah. If we want to talk about a relegation team. Yeah, White Sox are it. Get out of here, Chicago. They should just become like a beer league They need team. to fire their GM. Jerry needs to sell the team to someone. 
Sell to me, dude. Or use his his net worth is probably like four billion dollars. He needs to sign a whole new front office because they're not getting it done. They're letting the GM and this whatever his boss like just sit there and do nothing for a job while they get paid millions and millions of dollars. And while there's viral videos of their star player talking to other teams, telling him, telling their first baseman that he hates it in Chicago now. Like that was the worst thing. Like. That Tim Anderson video, I love Tim Anderson, and I'm not like a White Sox fan. I'm a Cubs fan, but like, it just pains me to see. That. I hate when guys like they just look sad. Everybody on the White Sox just looks sad. Yep. Ever since Abreu left, they were like, eh, this is downhill. Even before Abreu looked sad, and then he left to the Astros, and he sucks with the Astros this year, but he's happy at least. Nah, he's been cranking them recently. Yeah. Tim Anderson looks sad all the time. Luis Robert can't run out of friggin' ground ball that he should have been safe on by a mile, but he's jogging, so they throw him out. Did you see that play? So Didn't he take him out? Yeah, so he got benched for it. Um, he, they, he hit, like, a slow grounder right past the pitcher on the left side, and the pitcher runs over to get it, but he doesn't get there in time. Luis Robert, like, could have been safe by a mile in field single, but he's jogging because he thought it was, like, a regular ground ball. They throw him out. Because he's literally, like, walking before he gets to first base. And he's, like, the ball wasn't even close to being there yet. So then they take him out of the game. And they play him, like, the next game. And he hits, like, a double, like a clutch double. But then he's been awful since still. Yeah. Yoan Makata can't, still can't hit. He, like, has his spurts. Eloy Jimenez is on and off. What's his ass that beat cancer? He hasn't been the same pitcher. Well, I mean, that's a little understandable. I'll give him that. But then you talk about the rest of the starting rotation. Dylan Cease is like the only thing. Help me. Everybody else in that rotation, relegation. Oh, yeah. Dylan Cease is doing his thing. Everybody else, like, it's just disgusting watching the Chicago White Sox. It's bad. It's really bad. I mean, you look at guys like, like Kopech and Lynn and all these dudes that are just, like, what happened to them? All this team should be so much better than it is every single year, and they just fall off the face of the earth every single year. Like, and you talk about like the rest of their division. Like Cleveland is not good this year. Detroit is Detroit. Detroit's not ready yet, and Minnesota is leading the division. And they suck. Like Minnesota sucks. Really? They're twenty three and nineteen. They're pretty Man, good, the Cubs but like must suck more. Oh my god. Minnesota has good, like top. Joey Gallo's a dog. Sometimes. There's games where he goes, like, 0 for 4, 0 for 4 strikeouts, and other games where he gets, like, two home runs. And then he plays good defense. And then, like, Byron Buxton's kind of the same way. Um, Carlos Correa's kind of the same way. It's just, like, a team built of all the same guys. Yeah. And then, like, they have, like, their top five in their lineup are really good, and then the next four hitters are bad, like, really bad. Yeah. And it's the same thing with their pitching rotation where, like, Pablo Lopez is really good, and then everybody else in the min- Twins rotation is just awful. Yeah. So they have their games on and off, but, like, the White Sox are barely ahead of the Kansas City Royals, and the Kansas City Royals are really bad. Zane Greinke's their best pitcher, and people just drill stuff off of him. It's awful. Uh, looking around the rest of the league, I want to talk about a couple um, record-setting things going on around the league. Ronald Acuna Jr. is on pace for, like, 30 and 60 right now, 30 home runs and 60 stolen bases. That dude is a monster. Um I would have him be my NL MVP right now. Are there any other guys you've been seeing around the league that you think have a shot at MVP? Jokic, 31, 19, and 12. Oh, so uh, yeah, he should have been MVP. It's not even – isn't it just, like, just the fourth quarter in that game now, too? Like, just Ten minutes. Or... Wow. Okay. 
<laughs> going back to MLB, uh, Josh, looking around the league, any guys you've been seeing? I mean, you know, like, AL side of things, Shohei Otani's doing his thing still. He became, like, the first player since I think he passed Babe Ruth. He has, like, the most home runs and strikeouts, like, all time by one player. Yeah, and he reached, like, reaching five bases or something like that. Yeah. Like, he holds that record, too. He just broke it. That was like, well, he was, like, a home run away from hitting the cycle the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, he hit. So, he hit one. Bomb. It looked, like, off the bat. He started jogging off the bat. He, like, did a bat flip and everything. And then just, like, at the wall, the guy catches it. It was awful. The worst. Uh, and and MVP, I don't know. I, 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 I agree with you. You know, it's really hard to and beat that i mean wait i mean the rays a lot of the players from the rays you could argue probably for mvp well that's the other records that the rays are like first of all on pace to be the first 121 20 win team in like 20 years and then they are on pace to break the single season home run record for like a team so like you talk about guys like randy or rosa reyna wander franco i think Honestly, a Rosarina or Franco could be Randy Birdo, baby. Yeah, they could be an MVP Mexican candidate. legend. Like, yeah, that was fun watching it at my girlfriend's house. Yeah, I think Randy Rosarina is probably like top ten player in the league now, he's just goated. based off the he's goaded. And then he Randy's does like he does the pose every time he does like it's even a better hit than his name's like Randy. Yeah, like, I don't think of a guy from Cuba when I think Randy. <laughs> I think Randy, you know, when you guys afford, Randy from we're Trailer Park Boys. 10 hours and go get some beers. Oh, you know, I think you're looking around the rest of the league. Some of the other surprising teams I'm looking at, uh, the Baltimore Orioles. They're a lot of fun to watch. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but Cedric Mullins just hit for a cycle. Uh, he's a guy who's, like, sneaky MVP conversation right now, but he has been for, like, the past, like, three years. Just the Orioles haven't been good. Now, this year, they're, like, competing, competing. Yeah. Um, talk about, like, the Yankees and that. First of all, the AL East is just insane, too. Um, the Yankees are crazy. Boston's been playing really well. They have the, oh, the one guy from Japan who's been playing, Masataka Yoshida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's been playing out of his mind. He's, like, on pace to be the AL Rookie of the Year right now. Um, the Blue Jays are the Blue Jays. Like, Vlad... Guerrero Jr. is having, like, a comeback year. It's not, like, his MVP season, um, but he's still having, like, a productive year, and it helps that Bo Bichette is still doing his thing. George Springer's having, a, like, a bounce-back year because ever since he's joined the Jays, it's been tough for him to really come back. He's been kind of overshadowed by the other guys on the team, and then last season when he was, like, charged with being the star of the team, he kind of took a step back almost. This year he's been fantastic. He's been hitting home runs. Their pitching staff, Alec Manoa, looks like garbage. Um, that's the only problem with the Jays right now is that mm-hmm. Alec Manoa's big chubby boy is yeah. not looking good. He just got thrown out earlier this last week. Uh-huh. He was arguing. I mean, but, I mean, the Mets, the Mets, they stink. They stink, bad. For how Scher- much money they're Scherzer paying Scherzer and – I haven't even heard anything about Verlander, but, like, Scherzer – He's, he's like, been all right. He just came back from being injured. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> Jump we got a fan club outside. Hey. <laughs> hey, JP, 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 JP yeah. is our winner of the award this week. I, we didn't do a contest, yeah, but JP wins. <laughs> so I can what, give him what, are saying, what are you saying, JP? You won. You won. 
You won the award. Wait, 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 wait. You won. We're going to get him to come in the studio and say hi last episode of the year. The world's most boring man, JP. (laughs) Hit the button for him. What's his last name? Fitzgerald. (laughs) Fitzgerald, ladies. That's wild. Oh, Zach Norman is with him, a previous winner of an award. Buzzer beater zero is also here. JP, you are our winner of the contest this week. We didn't have a contest, but I'm making you the winner because you you deserve it. Let's go! (laughs) After, like, five weeks of entries. (laughs) Good job, JP. It's an honor to be on the show. Uh, What are your hot takes? Give us your first hot take off the top of your head. My first hot take... Uh, the Spurs will be NBA champions in the next five years. All right, Norman, your turn. Um, Zach Norman here. I believe that um, <laughs> that LeBron James is getting oh his my fifth God, ring. Bro. And he's the undisputed goat. Everyone already knows that, but that's why he's getting blown out by thirty right now by Jokic. That's, <laughs> that's fine. Oh, they brought it back. Exactly. <laughs> Look out. Ryder, bro. <laughs> Justin Fields will win MVP this year. But that, that's <laughs> yeah. all right. Uh, yeah. Max's hot take is that Jordan Love is garbage and that the Packers are going to stink. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Love, also known as Black Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> that's who he was compared to coming out of college, was Trubisky. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I've been saying that all year. African American Trubisky. <laughs> all year. <laughs> That's what he is. Gotta love him. Except Trubisky's better. Yeah, Trubisky is better. Trubisky's the GOAT. That's what the Packers should sign Trubisky, dude. Honestly. Trubisky would kill us. Yeah. He would definitely have revenge games against the Bears if he played for the Packers. I'm going to go to Pittsburgh and just throw a rock at Kenny Pickett. Why are you going to throw a rock at Kenny Kenny Pickett? Pickett. (laughs) We need Mitch in the starting lineup. You can do anything you want, like, in your imagination world. Why are you throwing a rock at him out of all things? Because that's how David killed Goliath. Oh, so you're David Goliath? In terms of throwing, yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Everything else, I'm Goliath. (laughs) (laughs) All right, exactly. Thank you, guys. This is the part of the show where it gets very unhinged. (laughs) Thank you guys for joining us. All right. Congrats, JP. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. I like having, you know, guys come in last yeah, show. We haven't had that in a while. When was the last time we had that? Football season. Yeah. Was that, do we have Divine on the show or was that, no, it was Jackson Dunn. That was the last guy we had. No, I thought we did have Divine. And we had, did we, we have had, Divine too? We had uh. Liam. He was over there. He kind of played, what's the guy in the Joe Rogan podcast that always looks up at the information? I have never. He kind of did that, but it was kind of clutch. Yeah. So good, well, good job, Liam. Yeah, with his like, Fitzy. Listen to Fitzy's show. I don't think he has an official show yet, but next year he's gonna have a, an it's official be show. Glorious. Yeah. Him and his buddy, they're gonna have a sports show. I think they're mostly talking baseball. It's gonna be on their show, so stay tuned for that. Uh, DJ Fitzy. All right, folks. Like we ran out of topics here. It's been a great year. It really and has been. Thank Mr. you for whoever listened. It's been awesome. I mean, I'm so proud of these guys. Like, they came in just wanting to have fun, and we ended up having the best sports show in the nation. <laughs> like, that's really what it was. We just became the best in the country. These Division ones don't have anything, bro. Our tuition's more than them, like, and they re- have nothing. All we got is this cool Elmo dog, a bag of Fritos, and this lights on the Christmas tree that's been up since November. But that's all we need. 
I mean, yeah, it's been it's been awesome. We'll we'll be back next year, uh, at least that first semester. Like I said, we're gonna try to do some live stream shows over the summer.